Okay, I'm just going to jump right in with this one. Okay, go the, ahead. The carnivore diet. Go. No, you go. What are your thoughts? What are your concerns? <laughs> what are mine? Uh, well, it's uh, completely void of minerals and vitamins. Is it? Yes. <laughs> there is. Well, what's it, what do you? What's your carnivore diet then? To me, when again, when you said it to me at the time, I was like, "Geez, uh, that sounds a bit mad." So I just did a, just quick research on it. What it is? It's literally just. just there's a small amount of milk and cheese, I believe, in some people's idea of what it is. Okay, I, would, rest, I wouldn't have included cheese anyway. There you go. Milk, yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of milk to be honest. Yeah, but I wouldn't rule I it out. But I mean, or something was part of it, or something like that. But what? So you're? I looked at it. It's absolutely horrific. Like to actually do it is like I would say. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be. It certainly wouldn't be for me. But like, yeah, you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> when you have to take your first shot, you have to do all this. <laughs> that should be a podcast in itself because you're going to like your protein intake is going to go massively up. You've got zero fiber, you got no vitamins and minerals. So, as a functioning body, like I know you covered, like listened to a previous podcast of yours. You know when you're describing carbs as your fuel source, or you know carbs and fats as your fuel source, protein as your, uh, you know, rebuild, rebuild exactly. Yeah. Your vitamins and minerals are like the cream. You know they're they're what makes your body function. Okay. You know, if, if if you want to go down that road, and zero of the minute. You've got very, very few vitamins and minerals from carnivore diet. Okay. Now, I'm not in a position to argue any of this. And just to bring everybody up to speed, we mightn't be familiar with what the hell we're talking about. I have this idea in my head that I'm going to go on the carnivore diet for April and April only. I'm using it as a, a fad diet intentionally. So the idea being to break my addiction to sugar because I have a an idea or a hypothesis or whatever you want to call it that there's no such thing as a sweet tooth people say that they have sweet tooth I think that people have sugar addictions I and I think I have, an, I have a sugar addiction now I would have went so what I've spoken about before is that the human body as I understand it can fuel itself in two ways either with fats or sugars and I've done the fat only before I've gone on a, what's called a, a ketogenic diet which would be a lot more inclusive than a meat-only diet because I can have as much dairy and nuts and yep. you know fruits to a degree that are high in fats on the ketogenic diet. And I could have done that again, and that was my original plan, t- to use the ketogenic diet as a break from sugars, just to, just to fucking put the brakes on my sugar addiction, basically, because it's getting a bit out of control, especially with COVID. I'm at home eating barrels of fucking biscuits. And the idea of this is a, as a stopgap is to just break that habit and break that cycle. And I was going to go ketogenic, but I've done it before. I've never done the carnivore diet, and I'm just saying, fuck it, I'll do the carnivore diet for the crack as, a, as an experiment. Hmm. So it's certainly not something I've any intention yeah, of doing long term. Long term, yeah. <laughs> but on the vitamins and minerals end of things, something that I know very little about, um, I know that there are people who have been on the carnivore diet for months a past guest in front of the show actually uh, Kevin Booth was certainly mm. on it for several months the last time I was chatting to him and uh, he didn't seem deficient in any way now again well, I can't see his insights anyway. or his blood work yeah, yeah. by chatting to him yeah. um, but you know fit, healthy, yeah. strong man he's been doing it a couple of months plenty of people have been doing it years mm. which would lead me to wonder what is the function of all these minerals and what was the other one minerals and yeah, vitamins vitamins and minerals like what's the what's the actual function of these things if people can survive apparently so well without them yeah i 
I understand, but I, you know, I suppose if you want to do it long term, like if you know, you know, I suppose like if, if you wanted, you could probably find a scientific study to go like you know, this is somebody you know at day one, and this is somebody at thirty and or thirty days or you know thirty months or whatever it is, and see where they're deficient and where that lies scientifically later on in life or possibly now or you know that kind of stuff again. Me, vitamins, minerals, I'm not massively qualified on it to tell you exactly what every single vitamin and mineral does. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to say I can. Like, I'm not going to say I do, but uh, I know that they're required for you know long-term health and longevity and that kind of stuff. So, you know, that, that'd be where I'd be coming from it. You know, and, and the fact that I suppose I, when I came, to, when, I, when I messaged about it, uh, my real reasoning behind it was because you said you were using it as a fire break yes and my point and we covered this a bit before is that um, consistency and you know changing small things is better than a big jump and then a massive dive (laughs) so you know doing something really massively restrictive or changing something massively and then there being you know, doing it for, and generally speaking, in general, it's for weight loss. So somebody goes on a massively calorie-restricted diet, like you said, a fad diet, you know, yes, they will lose a, cor- a lot of weight. Of course they will, because they've got a calorie deficit. You know, once you have a calorie deficit, generally speaking, unless it's hormone imbalance, etc., but that's minimal at times, you will lose weight. You could sit on the couch and eat minimal amount of calories and lose weight. You wouldn't even have to exercise. But on the far side of it, you've learned nothing. So if you come from you know, overeating and snacking when you get home and you've built in habits around this. You go and do this. So you're doing this really extreme change and then you stop. Your automatic reaction is to just go back to where you were. You've learned nothing. Do you know, that? That's that'll be my reasoning behind it. So when I was saying it to you, I was saying, well, what... It's, I, I agree with your idea. It's a great idea. You know what I mean? If you believe that this will work for you, but what are you going to do? So you... To... to change your habit of eating sugar you know what I mean so for example you come in in the evening or at the minute we're in the middle of you know our blah 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 global plan and if blah 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 you know so and I find myself doing it as well just opening the cupboards and just going like what's in here yeah, stalking the press yeah and then you just close them and walk away or whatever but <laughs> you might yeah but there's nothing in them there's a different thing there's genuinely nothing in them like there's like if you don't buy it and you've said it before if, if it's not in the house you're less likely to drive down the road to a shop and buy it and come back with it. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so if it's not in the house, that's a different, that's a different story. Um, and I've lost my train of thought here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was saying about habits. So, like, if, for example, you know, you find that you're, you, you, do your, you do whatever you have to do outside, you come back inside, the first thing you do is open a press and go and you grab biscuits. You know, that's a habit. That's that's something you just do, you know what I mean? Like, So what are you going to do to change that? Because I guarantee you when you finish your carnivore diet, those things will start creeping back in if you don't address them. Oh, no, without a doubt. And that's, and that's kind of what I was getting at. I just, you know, okay, you're going to do something extreme. That, well, I would class it as extreme. Um, I would, again, this is my argument. I would, I would say what you're doing is more difficult than changing a few habits. Yes, no, and I agree. But we spoke about this... Uh, briefly the last time as well you tell somebody typically broad sweeping generalization alert you tell somebody who wants to lose a bit of body fat say to restrict their calories and to up their water intake up their protein intake so they're more satiated so they don't eat as much and you know maybe go for a walk do a little bit more than usual nothing too extreme okay 
and people don't do it. Well, but you tell them to eat nothing but broccoli for a month. For a month, and they'll do it. Yes, but this is my point: is that, and you say that there's, there's more successful people who do the opposite. Who do the restrictive stuff? I would say the opposite. I would say people successfully do it for a short period of time, yes, and then massively, like in my experience, massively fall the oh, other side. Oh, they bounce back. Yeah. Whereas there are more people out there who, when they rechange, like they're they're thinking about food, who will who will do it long term and sustainable. Yes. Yeah, so we're 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 in, we're actually in agreement here. So what I'm doing is, as I said, very much so a fire break. So it's not as but. Having said that, I'm doing the carnivore diet for April, but I've already upped my fat and meat intake and reduced my sugar intake, you know, two weeks before April. Yeah. So that it's not this big, massive jump from one to the other. Now, still, even with those couple of weeks, it is still a massive jump from one to the other in comparison to years of of eating both. Fair enough. So I'm kind of tapering in and then I'm going to taper out. Yeah. And the idea being that, like, at, at the minute... If I like, if I was to eat chocolate now, it doesn't taste that sweet to me. But I know from buying the wrong chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, this is the thing: it doesn't matter what chocolate you're buying. Yeah, yeah. You eat enough of it, and it's not going to yeah, taste it's the sweet. Same as to coffee. You. The same happens. Exactly. Same with anything. Um, so when I went on the ketogenic diet the last time, I wasn't eating any chocolate or anything mm-hmm. like that, and I didn't want like after the after I stopped after I kind of fell out with the ketogenic diet I was doing it for maybe two or three months again as an experiment mm. more than anything after that time I didn't find myself wanting the chocolate it was in the house and I didn't even eat it now so I made the mistake of keeping it in the house but my argument is is that not argument my thought process is that it, for a certain amount of time yes you won't want it but we don't live in a world where there's no chocolate True. So you are going to encounter that at some point. Oh yeah, well I don't mind and having a dessert from time to time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I don't and, that's, and that's great, and, that, and that's perfect, that's fine, but I suppose where I'm going with it is like, you say you did the ketogenic diet and you didn't want chocolate, but now you really want to give up chocolate again. So at some point there was, you know, you said, oh I didn't put it into the, I didn't put it into the house. You know, like, where... It, it doesn't... There's always going to be chocolate around. Yes. So we have to... And it, and it comes back to, again, that things aren't easy. Like, <clears throat> spoke about it before, about successful people. You know, they don't just have it. You know, you, you're not just successful because, you know, you're you're good and it's not hard for you to do something. You're successful, and this accounts for, you know, whatever, nutritionally or business-related. You're successful because you put the work in. And nutrition is no different. You have to put the work in and there's identifiable factors there. So, you know, if chocolate is your thing, chocolate's always going to be there. So after your six weeks of doing your carnivore diet, chocolate's still going to be there, whether it's in the house or not. And I appreciate that for a period of time, there might be uh, an unwant for chocolate. But if you then after a while, you're going to be on, you're going to do something, you're going to have your dessert X, Y and Z and there's a possibility that could creep in if you don't address the habits that meet, you know what I mean? Oh no, I do and and I I, I agree entirely with everything that you're saying but what I'm doing here is I'm doing both. I'm doing my thing and your thing. So I'm doing the carnivore diet as a fire break, as the extreme thing, as the something to talk about to just get the ball rolling and then when I taper off on the other side the idea is to address the habits that had me eating 
it's things I shouldn't have been eating in the first place. Yeah. And but that I'm doing one and then the other, as opposed to doing... Yeah, just going from zero to 100 and 100 to zero. So basically going as you are, eating whatever chocolate you want, then starting the carnivore diet on April 1st and the 30th of April, you're not doing this by the way, and the 30th of April stopping and have no... That's ex- And that, going back to life as it was. Exactly, that's absolutely not what I'm doing, yeah. 100%. And that's... But then... Done. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, listen, thanks yeah. for uh, coming along, Bernard. No, but this, this, and this is my point. This is, uh, this is where we see the issues. You know, people do, the, they do that. They go from zero to 100, and then they come back from 100 to zero with no, you know, no thought process of how to implement strategies into their life to change. Oh, yeah, You 100%. know, like, so the you know, stupid shake diet, stuff like that. Anything that's promised quick fix is instantly going to... Generally speaking, 99% of the time going to have a massive rebound effect on the far side. I see it. I've seen it. Like, we get into a totally different side of things. But again, the psychology of it is gastric bands. Like gastric tr- bands? Gastric bands, yeah. Okay, what's a gastric band? So that's when you basically put a staple in your stomach to reduce the size of your stomach. Jesus. Yeah. But people look at it and go, okay, I, I've, I've tried everything. I've tried everything. <laughs> when realistically... Haven't tried nothing. Well, they haven't. But this is the thing. They haven't tried everything. And it comes back to it's hard work. They haven't tried everything. They've tried something for a short period of time and whether it's a, a quick fix, lose £500 in seven days or it's it's a long-term approach to it. They haven't tried everything. They haven't given stuff the time. They haven't changed anything about themselves. They've just eventually gone, ah, fuck it, this, is, you know, this isn't going to work. Now I know it's going to be a gastric balance solution because I won't be able to eat. Yeah. And you won't. But I've seen it. And, and, why, I've trained. and why are your teeth shut if that doesn't work? Huh? And why are your teeth shut if that doesn't work. Yeah. That's, that's another, that's a thing. Like, like, mad. But it doesn't, and I've seen it, I've trained people with gastric bands, I've talked to people with gastric bands, you know what I mean? I've, it's not just like, you know, one individual, you know, this is the thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, they, what happens is, is that they don't, and so, when they get a gastric band, you're supposed to go through like, you know, a period of, a psychology, I suppose, if you want to call it that, or, you know, an addressing, but it, it's not really, it's like basically get to a certain weight and we'll operate on you. You know yes. what I mean? If you're this weight, we won't. You have to get down lower. But what happens is they haven't addressed the psychology of the food. So they just believe that they've got to have a smaller stomach so they can do whatever they want and they can eat whatever they want. So you get your gastric band and yeah, the weight will fall off you because you physically can't eat that. But then you get to a point where, you know, you're still trying to eat. Like these people will eat and just vomit it all back up again because their stomach is so small. Yes. But it hasn't addressed the problem. So they're still going to try and eat and eat and eat and eat until... You know, because they that's their that's their habit. They haven't addressed the fact that they eat too much in the first place. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. so it gets to a point where you're just not losing weight anymore. Yes. Because and and a lot of the time the people aren't probably as small as they want to be. You know, they thought that the gastric band would, would make them go from X to Y and they had this Y figure in their head of if I'm 100 kilos, I will be happy. You know that kind of way? Yes. But realistically, got to 120 because they they can't stop eating and then they just eat high-density foods just, you know, and just, the weight stays there then. Oh, yeah, no, you know, so there, there hasn't been an addressment of, the pro- of, of you know, and I suppose when you're dealing with, you know, large, like obesity on that scale, there's, there is a big psychology issue to it. Um, I would say, you know, I would say that I would eat a lot of sweets. You know, if you're saying you eat a lot of biscuits through boredom, whatever it is, I don't think that's maybe, <laughs> maybe it is a psychology issue, but it's more habit. Oh God, yeah! Like I don't, I don't, I don't have a weight problem. No, for, that's, because this I is would a podcast say the two of are, for are, people listening, they probably are imagining me as this big fucking yeah. twenty stone dude, like you know. Yeah, 
No, and then and that's the thing. That's that's the other element of it. It's. I think when you get to obesity, it's a psychology. There's a, there's a lot of psychology to it. Oh, yeah, it's a mental health problem. Yeah, obesity basically. Yeah, the there, there I, generally the is underlying. Do you know reasons why it's happening? You know why? And it's the same. Like some people use exercisers. You know, it's, there's the other side of it. And this this is a, this is something that I'm very very adamant about. If somebody has anorexia, it's a it's a pro, like they will they will be. Sent to a psychologist. So just to clarify, uh, anorexia is when you vomit. Yeah, is when it? you vomit, okay, you force yeah, yeah. vomit. You force vomit you yourself to okay. so that you don't eat. If someone has anorexia, they will be sent for psychology in this country. Yes, because they're a risk to their life. Yes, they if they keep on doing this, they will die, and there's a big chance of that. So they're sent to um, to get psychology, and there's a whole yeah. thing about if you're obese in this country, it's the exact same. You're just eating. You know, if you're if you're morbidly obese or you're putting on a lot of weight through a food addiction, for example, or through a psychology for some whatever the reason is, if you're an anorexic, there's a reason for it. You know, and and they deal with that in psychology. You know, yes, they, yeah. whether it's an imaging thing where you want to be this person, mm-hmm. and that image never changes, and in. And it's the same, I suppose, all around the world, really. But if you're obese, it's the same thing. You're just eating food, you're just not throwing it up. Yeah, but we don't have the we same. We don't address reactions. the same. Like yeah. you go into no, your doctor, right. you go into the doctor, and the doctor says, "Ah, you just need to, you know." There's another issue. Sometimes the doctor is like, "They're your friend." You know what I mean? So they're like, ah, "You know, you're all right. Just lose a little bit of weight, and you'll be fine." You know what I mean? Yeah, have you probably have a thyroid problem. Yeah, it's you're not, probably it's not you. It's just you're not. You know, it's just a couple of sweets in the evening or something, is it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sound fine, hundred percent. You'd be grand. Just increase your exercise. They don't deal with it in the same way, and it's you know, and that's that's an issue I have because they're two exact same things. Both both food disorders, but because one is detrimental to your health very very quickly. Yeah, being it's, anorexic, a, it's a more immediate. Yeah, thing. whereas obesity is like ah, sure, you know what I mean. But it's a massive um, strain on the health. Come back and we'll tr- we'll treat your diabetes in ten years time. Exactly. That's the that's, that, the that's the mentality. That's right? the mentality. Instead of addressing it the exact same way, you know, I think we're after going on a massive tangent there. But, no, 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 no. Uh, you know, that's it's just you know when you look at it, it just it absolutely drives me mad. No, it's it, it's it's insane. And I remember hearing just a bit of an anecdote about anorexia, or, or not even anorexia, but what people have in their heads. It's body image is a big part of yeah. of anorexia and eating disorder. Maybe not eating disorders, but as far as let me just re- start from scratch here because I don't want to fucking say the wrong thing. My understanding of anorexia is that it's a body image based thing. Hmm. So I remember, and the guy that I'm referencing here is uh, Jordan Peterson. He had a a girl who was, he's a, a clinical psychologist and he was helping this lady through her anorexia. Yep. And she had it in her head that she shouldn't eat because she was so fat. Yeah. Now, the girl the, was fucking skin and bones. Yeah. She was like literally dying of starvation. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how it came about, but Peterson sat on a, on a, on a table, sat up on a table and uh, drew a line outlining his left thigh. So his yeah. left leg, one, a line on the outside and a line on the inside. Yeah. So on a, on a piece of paper. And then he got her to do the same thing, hop up on a piece of paper and draw a, draw line. a line. And it was... Beside it and put the two of them beside each other. He said that your one thought he'd done some sort of trickery. He thought she, she thought done. that he was trying to con her because yeah. there's no way her uh, leg was that skinny yeah. in comparison to his. When it was two lines on a piece of paper, she could see it. Mm. But when she looked down at herself, she saw you know a huge big fat person, even though she was like skin and bone. Yeah. But um, 
but it's just it's it's mad that that body image yeah. thing that we that and we have a, again you look perception. at obesity it's it's it, again I'm not a psychologist I'm, I don't know the ins and outs of <clears throat> excuse me you know both sides of it it's a perfect example of body image for somebody who's overweight you know it's a, there's still a psychology issue there you know there's a, there's a there is a difference between you know being overweight and having a bit of body fat on you and being quite obese and not being able to stop eating yes you know, local, there, is, there is a difference I don't there. think I've an eating disorder no, any uh, no not at all no and that's something that you know we'll talk about now in a second <laughs> addiction to stuff no but you know there is a big difference there but yeah just the, the sentiment being that you know if somebody's anorexic you know they're sent for you know, treatment if you want to oh, call yeah, it that. Yeah. Somebody's obese, it's just wiped under the table and that, it really does annoy me. And there is a, I suppose there's a stigma maybe to it, you know, that people don't want to feel like they have to go and get help about it. Same as fucking a lot of things really, isn't it? People just bury the stuff and we won't talk about this. No, no, of <laughs> course. Know. And I think a lot of, a lot of very overweight people are probably listening to this maybe and thinking, or a certain amount of them uh, are thinking, just because I'm, I'm let's say, fat, doesn't mean that I have a have an eating disorder. Mm. Do you know? Do you know? Kind of way now, I I would argue against that, but I think the the perception is that it's like, exactly as you outlined there. Being anorexic uh, is is a, is deemed a, a kind of a, a sickness of the mind, yeah. but being morbidly obese isn't, isn't for some reason. Yeah. I, I I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you. Yeah. It's it's purely psychological for the and most there, part. Again, to come back, there is a big difference between you know somebody who's. Carrying a lot of weight, and then somebody who's just holding a bit of weight. There is a big difference, and that kind of leads me on to the next thing: is like, it's it's until you identify a problem. So if you're if you are that person who is holding a bit of weight, you know, like for example, in yours, like you've identified it as an issue that you have. But I wouldn't say, you know, is is it causing, is it causing like an issue for you? The amount of biscuits that you eat, or are you just looking at this in the long term saying, if I keep on doing this, one, it's not great for my health, two, I'll probably put on a bit of body fat, you know what I mean? Three, oh, yeah. slow me, slow me down type Oh thing. no, 100%, like yeah, it's yeah. not it's not a major, major issue that I'm addressing, but what, the reason that I'm doing something extreme to address it in the first place is because I've half-arsed addressing it before several times and it never, not so it's what, never worked. So interestingly enough, like what did you do to address it? <laughs> As I cross my hands. <laughs> what did I do to address it? Um, you're putting me on the spot now, <laughs> which which is fine. It's, it's brilliant. Like it's fucking great. Um, I suppose because again, because I've never had that much of a problem in the first place, I've never really done anything more than just consciously tried to not eat. Yeah. The stuff I know I shouldn't eat, and, and I might up, I might have upped my protein intake. But again, when I went on the ketogenic diet that time, that was just that was an experimentation in diet. Mm. And this carnivore diet is is the same. It's kind of learn by doing. Do you yeah. know that kind of way? Because you can read all you want about the carnivore diet and know that you know you're going to be constipated because you've no fiber, and you're going to be you're lo- going to be low in this and deficient in that and all the yeah. rest of it. But you'll know it, and you won't get it. Yeah, it's like reading a book yeah, on how yeah. to swim. You'll know it, but you yeah, won't. You won't, you won't get, get it. Get yeah, it. yeah. So it's it's just an experimentation. And one thing that I've been threatening to do for ages is go on the food only diet. If you ever heard of that, food only. Yeah, the food only diet. This is a diet of my own creation. Go. <laughs> you only eat food. <laughs> so yes, yes. <laughs> is cereal a soup? But the, is cereal the soup? The, it, one of the eternal questions. But what what I mean by the only food diet is 
only meat, vegetables, fruits, nuts. Whole foods. I suppose you call yeah. them whole foods. So whole yeah. foods. No, you're not buying no anything. Processed foods. Yeah, and I and the, but that would be the food, the actual food yeah, only. Food, yeah, uh, but that would be how I would, you know, uh, do my best to to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and that would be how I would try and get people to think about it. Like I would always say to people, like when you go into when you go in and buy something, buy whole foods only. So if you're going in, buy single ingredient foods. Sorry. So if you're going in to buy lunch somewhere, say if you're somebody, you know, their habit is they go in at 10 o'clock in the morning and they buy a breakfast roll and drive off. Mm. Or they go in, they buy a wrap. Like I would always argue that I could, between somebody who who wants to improve their diet, for example, and me, if we both went into a petrol station, you know, I, I would get a lot. There's nothing in it, like, but, you know, I've no choice. I'm on the way to work and, you know, that's a whole different issue. It's like, okay, we'll do a bit of prep beforehand. But if your only option ever was to go into somewhere and buy something, I would say that... I would be able to choose a much better option straight off the bat. You know, people go, there's not much variation. You know what I mean? Like, what's there? I Delis in this country are probably the best in the world. They're incredible. They're unbelievable. Like, you can go in and buy it whatever you want. But, so, if you would buy single ingredient food, so, a wrap, okay, it's not, but you have to put it between something if, you're not, if you don't want a bowl, a salad bowl or whatever. But if you have your wrap, and then you would buy lettuce, tomatoes, onions, peppers, egg, you know, everything single ingredient. Pop it into a wrap and you'll have the biggest wrap. As opposed to going and buying chicken fillet, which is about 64 different ingredients. Yes. You know, but the sentiment being that, forget about the nutritional value or, you know, of the chicken or, or its excess calorie in comparison. Forgetting about all that. As a nutritional profile, buying single ingredient foods will get you a lot further than buying something that's been processed. Oh, absolutely. You know, well, and that's... Couldn't agree more. Yeah, uh, and that would be the thing... Um, but yeah, that that would be my thinking of things. Would be single ingredient. Now, of course, you're going to have variations of that. You know what I mean? Like, but if if ninety eighty percent of your diet is uh, your nutritional profile, when people say diet, when you say diet, people automatically go restriction. Yeah, you know, weight loss. Weight loss. Ah, no, <laughs> diet is whatever you're doing with yourself right now. It could be good. It could be bad. <laughs> but anyway, if eighty percent of the food that you eat is single ingredient foods, I will guarantee you, and you make all your food from that. I guarantee you're you're living probably a good healthy lifestyle. Oh, without a doubt, and like you could you could eat that kind of a diet, and you can within reason eat as much as you want. Oh yeah, because it'll satiate you. you yeah. You'll feel fuller. Like you you've never heard somebody say, "Jesus, I'm wedged." Why? Oh, I'm after eating fourteen kilos of carrots. Yeah, <laughs> do you know that kind of way? Like, but, but you mightn't like. I I don't know what the the calorie content of them is, but you I'll sit down and I'll eat a thousand calories in you know. 10 seconds of pack yeah, of digestives yeah, yeah. or whatever it is yeah. but you won't eat the four bags of carrots no. to get you there no. because you can't you just be no, too you full too, and that again that comes down to it that's like fibre content that's you know you talk about simple and complex carbs you know it's it's a mixture of all you know and that's that you feel satiated you're at eating it all whereas if you eat a Mars bar it's like straight down like you know yeah but again you could eat one like it's my whole thing is is not to you shouldn't you shouldn't have to eliminate you shouldn't have to eliminate too many things out of your diet. But if if you, like that, if you eat 80% of your food is cooked by yourself with whole foods, with single ingredient foods, you won't go too far wrong. It's very, very Oh, difficult. yeah, no, granted. And um, in, in our house, I mean, we eat, like, you know, meat and two veg. Like, we, we'd be boiling spuds or roasting spuds yeah, yeah. and chickens and whatever else. Like, we'd, we'd eat very healthily in our house. Mm. There's, no, there's no real issue. But I suppose it all boils down to perspective then as well and... A bit of relativity. So, there are people. I would. I would say that 
I probably have a below average body fat nationally, say. Yeah, so yeah. most people would be envious of my physique for argument's yeah. sake, right? Yeah. But where the relativity comes into it, I used to be in fucking savage shape, like 1% of the country shape yeah, when I was yeah, fighting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's normal to me. Do you know that kind of way? So it's, it's, it's kind of relative, if, if you get me. It's, it's normal to you to be where you were. Yes, but to be operating at a, I suppose, a, an above average standard in mo- in most things yeah. that I, that I'm interested in, say. And is that the reasoning behind what you're doing? Is that what you mean? Uh, partly, I suppose. Yeah, I'd like to get back to somewhere closer, approximating where I was. Yeah, um, I, I, that in itself is a funny thing as well because we generally tend to look back at where we were at our best. And try to replicate that very quickly. You see, it's funny, and I'll be, I'll be intrigued to hear your thoughts on this now, because I would argue that I haven't peaked yet, physically. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I'm not arguing. <laughs> but it's funny, though, because people would argue, people would go, Frano, you're touching 40, lad. Good luck with that one. Oh, no. Yeah, no, look, we're in agreement again. But there would be a rationale out there that went, look, lad, Do you, you, mean you in, peak in, in your in late 20s. Of- in terms of what? In terms of MMA or in terms of your body composition or... or the whole the whole nine yards. All of it. Yeah. Well, now, again, there's... there's like, I suppose if you get to it, like, if you really want to get into it, the older you get, you know, you're probably more susceptible to, you know, injury if you're talking about MMA, that kind of stuff. Um, your ability for power output, if you really want to get scientific with it, you know, the older you get. But like that... To be honest, is like elite level stuff. You know what I mean? Like I mean, oh, no, like, without, without a doubt. Now look, and I'm not saying you're not elite, Frano. But you fucking better not yeah. be burned. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like it's it's a number thing, really. Do you know? And a lot of people put that in the box. You know, you go, oh, sure, look, I'm over forty now. So. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know? that wouldn't be my opinion at all. No, now, no. Now look, no, I'm I mean. I'm not I'm not naive. If you were to take you know me as a newborn baby, and you were to look over the course of my entire life, mm-hmm. I where can this baby? Where will this baby peak? Yeah, that yeah. baby will probably peak at twenty-seven. Oh, yeah. If you yeah. do everything you can to get him to peak right, over okay. the course of his life, yeah, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-five, nineteen—who knows? But yeah. it's going to be in that range. You're never going to reach your peak at my age. But looking over my life, I can certainly get to a stage in the future that I haven't been able to attain up until up until this point. Yeah, yeah. So in my lifetime, I don't think I've peaked yet scientifically. If I was, if the human being will peak at, depending on what they're doing, I suppose, but probably, I don't know, mid to late 20s, would you say? I don't know. Yeah. They're thereabouts. Like, it's certainly not 50s. It's not 40s. It's 20s, 30s. It's in that range, presumably. Yeah. But, but yeah, the the whole thing is is just, I I find it fascinating. I'm I'm interested in it. Do you Mm. know what I mean? I spoke about this a little bit yesterday with the first video podcast with, with Podge. The idea of, of playing and how important playing is, and yeah. how we don't do it as adults. And I'm, oh. I'm, I'm playing with this with this medium, with the podcast medium. I fucking three sets at the minute. The one we're in now in the van parked mm. outside Ultimate Conditioning, best personal training <laughs> facility in Ireland. Uh, this one, then I have uh, the one I did yesterday, which is a more the exact same thing, just a long form conversation. Yeah. Only there's the two meters behind us, and there's no no perspex. Uh, and then I have the other one. So I'm I'm just playing with that. And we talked a little bit about the video production as well hmm. before we get on to that because <laughs> that's interesting as fuck. But I'm I'm playing with it. And 
I'm doing the same with my diet. I'm playing with. It. Yeah, yeah. So and, like kind of way I'm trying I, it. Like, and again, I, I don't have an issue with that at all. Like, I think it's a great idea. You know what I mean? To try out things, as long as it doesn't end up, you know. And what you're doing isn't. It takes a lot of thought process, but it's not massively restrictive. You know, it's not like you're just going to drink a shake now for the next, you know, fucking month. You know, no. where you're massive, you're juicing. It's not that. Like, you're going to have a massive protein content. Like, you know, you're not going to lose muscle mass, let's be honest. You know. But again, I never, that, like, that never, that thought never entered my head. But of course you're not, because you're going to have, no. if you're going to have enough of anything, you're going to have enough of protein. You're going to have enough of that anyway, yeah, that's for sure. Um, you know, so your, your primary energy source is obviously going to be fats, like, do you know? But if you start losing weight, it's because... Like, it's very, it would be very easy to overeat on this as well, you know what I mean? Like, if well, you, you see, were to you see, that's the thing. eat the cut of fat off it. <laughs> I, if, I, if I could snap my fingers, I'd probably like to drop maybe 10% of the body fat that I have. Yeah. But the carnivore diet isn't to do that. I mean, if I'm, if, if I no, gain I know that, 5% yeah, I appreciate at the that, end yeah. of it, yeah. so be it. This is, you know? this is completely a firebreak thing. Yeah, you know? 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's, it's an extreme in the sense that to me, to address what you're, what you want to address, doesn't need to be as extreme. You know what I mean? Like, in my, in my mind, the amount of preparations is going to take, the amount of work, the amount of mindset that you're going to need to do, again, prep to get this done. It will be a lot less to just start changing a few habits. It would, but I'm, I'm hijacking that yeah. phenomenon of um, people doing extreme pre- stupid things. Completely, oh, completely appreciate <laughs> that, and it comes back to a lot of things. You know. Um, but I suppose at the end result, what you're really looking for, and this goes for everything, is is that you want to have achieved what you what you set out to do. Well, it's what so I'm setting out to do, to though. Be, what? what I'm setting out to do, though, is is learn. Yeah, more so well, than then, anything. But then in that in that instance, perfect because you won't come out of this then feeling disappointed. I know. I don't think and so. And this is the big thing that comes back around every time you know people have these goals in their mind and when I do this I'm going to be happy whether that's food whether that's work whether that's you know um, an event you know what I mean people put all this training in for something that when they do it they're going to have this massive sense of achievement and that'll be it that'll be I'll be happy then and then I'll just be able to carry on that doesn't happen yeah, you know, I, just, I just finished primary school and once I'm in secondary school it'll, it'll be, be great. great once I'm once in I've college fit, once I've got my great. degree once yep. I've got the job once I've got my retirement yep. sorted and you're, you're reaching for your yeah. entire life and then you die and then yeah and, and it's to be happy with where you're, where you're going you know yes, and, your, and for you it's a learning curve so I don't believe that you know you're going to come out of this the other side of it and go you know ah oh, fuck it I'm just going to eat all the chocolate in the world because I couldn't have it for a month you're doing it as a learning experience so your gratification is that learning experience so I don't believe that it'll have a negative effect on what you're doing but for other people that's what happens they say I'm going to do this shake diet for a month and I'm going, it's going to get me down to you know 100 kilos for example and then I'll be happy then I'll be able to do it you know what I mean that'll get my kickstart and it doesn't you know they get there and they're like Oh God, that was really fucking hard. I'm just gonna, you know, I just I'll start on Monday type thing. You know, yeah, they yeah, haven't, tomorrow never comes. They haven't thought about the habit side of things. They haven't thought about the actual implementation of strategies and how to actually deal with the problem that they wanted to address in the first place. Like we spoke about in the last episode of consistency. Just you know, don't let there be inconsistency on two conse- consecutive days. Yeah, you know that's a, a huge, a little thing, but a huge, a thing. massive, massive thing. So if, you know what I mean. So. You know, you you don't do exactly what you're going to say you're going to do with training or with your diet. Just don't let it happen tomorrow. 
Yes. If it happens a third day, it happens a third day. But, you know, you don't want to mentally put that in the back of your mind that, you know, every second day I'll be all right and I can do this. <laughs> but it's about, even if you did that, I, I would I would argue that over time, one, you'd definitely be better off because you're not doing it seven days a week. And two, you'll probably start incorporating that over a long term, you know, rather than just falling down the rabbit hole. Yeah, well, look, it, it, what you're saying boils down to this idea, and I think we mentioned it the last time, that we overestimate what we can do in a short period of time yeah. and underestimate what we can do in a long period of time. Yeah. And people, for right or wrong, people just want more instant results. Yeah, with everything. They don't, they don't respect the process. No, and, and, and they don't think about the daily, the changes that doing something daily can have. Yes, incremental steps. Incremental yeah. steps. And that, you know, when I say that in regards to nutrition, um, you know, people probably think of... You know, if, if doing something daily is like, you know, getting it right every single day, it's, it's, when you think about nutrition, it's like, well, I'll start on a Monday, for example, and, you know, and by Wednesday, it's kind of filtered off a little bit, but it's the same thing. It's what you do daily. It's the same thing if you have a takeaway on a, on a Saturday night. It's just one day. You know, like people instantly, how many people do you know, like, oh, I had a takeaway, that's it, everything's off, fuck it, <laughs> Sunday's ruined, job done, oh, should we start the next day? It's the same thing. It's just one day. Like, you can you can come out of a you know a takeaway the next day and just be back to normal. It'll be grand. You don't have to write off mentally a whole week and go back to eating the way you were. It's fascinating the way that we do that, though, isn't it? Because I'm I'm aware of what you're talking about, but uh, there over the last I'm back I'm back training now probably about a week, but two weeks went by when I didn't train once. Mm. Now that's coming from somebody who would train either every day or every other day, yeah. day I go for a run or I yeah. do whatever it is. And uh, I caught myself a couple of times really whipping myself over, oh, you're, you know, you yeah. haven't trained in fucking, you know, uh, you know, it, at the start it was you haven't trained in three days, then it was you haven't trained in four days, and then yeah. I couldn't think about it. So the next time I thought about it, I hadn't trained in a week and a half. Yeah. And then I realised, Jesus Christ, oh my fucking God, if I don't go running today, I'll be two weeks without having done anything. And that anxiety and stress yeah. kicked me out the door. But what I should have done was, Franny, you've been training every other day for the last 20 years. Yeah. Give yourself a it's, fucking it's break, lad. Like, it's grand. Like, it'll be fine. Like, you'll just, you know, and, and maybe when you realise that it's, you know, okay, this is a bit long. You know, rather than, I would say, put yourself under massive stress to do it tomorrow, implement a strategy that will help you get there. You know, whether it's putting on, like I said before, writing it on a board. And then, so that's that's step one of, of keeping yourself accountable. Step two is just having your runners by the door so that when you're walking out for work, you put them in the car and that, you you know, you go for your run afterwards. And yeah, then you that's set yourself it. up for you success. You set yourself up for success and you cover a lot. And it's certainly something that is massive if you set yourself up for like for example with your carnivore diet you're not going to start on April 1st without having a fridge full of meat oh absolutely <laughs> I've, I've already that's what I mean like two weeks yeah, ahead yeah, of you've time already, I've already you've built into it. it yes but it's the exact same thing with, with other nutritional strategies or other you know fitness strategies anything you, really. anything you have to set yourself up for success and if you don't you know it's easier to make that excuse so and the more you do it you know the the easier it happens. The, the, and interestingly enough, the last time we spoke, I told you that the three the three things that are on the the board they're gone now, but they're now in my head, and they're still there. So I, literally to explain, if anyone ha- hasn't heard that podcast, I had three things on the board. It was um, get up at six o'clock in the morning, drink water, and take vitamins. That they were the three things. And every morning I got up, I'd make sure I was up for six o'clock because that was my accountability. 
you know, take the box, and it sounds so silly, but they, you know, take my vitamins and drink water. The reason being, um, the vitamins actually just makes me drink water. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd say I probably have a good, uh, you know, base from veg and stuff like that, but, you know, it, it helps me drink water. And if I start drinking the day with water, I will generally continue on drinking water throughout the day. So to get back to the point, they are now off the board, but they're ingrained in my head. Yeah. For example, my alarm didn't go off this morning. I forgot to set it on my watch. But I woke up at five to six and uh, I was there going, right, okay, it's six o'clock. I'm going to get up out of bed. That's it. I'm just going to get up. Whereas previously to this, I would have set my alarm 20 minutes snooze. You know, I'll get up in 20 minutes. You know, so it's about one, putting strategies in place. And then after a while, they, they just, they do become ingrained. But if I if I notice myself lacking, so for example, if I find a couple of days in a row, I don't start getting up at six o'clock in the morning. I'll just write it back on the board, you know, and that'll be another one. You know, yes. that'll be that'll be that one back in, and you know, you know, and then you advance it on from there if that makes sense. Oh no, absolutely. Basically, what you're outlining is what like what you what you do what you do on a daily basis. Like the different, we all have hundreds of different habits, mm. and those habits will either lead you to heaven or hell, depending yeah. on whether they're Success good or bad or failure, habits. Yeah. Yeah. One step at a time. It's yeah. it, it's the you need to do the exact same thing to become morbidly obese that you do to get a six pack yeah. or whatever your goal is. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and it's about implementing those steps to success. Yes, and again, a lot of people see it as oh, some people have it easier than me. You know what I mean? Yeah, we all have hardships. We all have hardships in our life, but it does take work, no matter what you're doing. But in this context, we're talking about nutrition, you have to work at it. You have to be willing, one, to identify where there's an issue, two, you know, put strategies in place to change that if it is a real issue for you, and three, work at it. Because it doesn't happen, like we spoke about motivation previously, it doesn't just happen. Once those steps are in place, it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Just because you write something on a board doesn't mean you're going to do it. You have to be accountable to it. You have to work at it. You have to get uncomfortable, you know, and then be comfortable with it. Like There's a quote I only heard yesterday. I'm going to fucking dig it out of my phone. Because <laughs> it's, it's absolutely brilliant. And it's in, it's in relation to exactly what you're talking about here. I just get you to... Did you change the mic? You did. Oh, I did. Yeah, I just pull it up tomorrow. Fallen. There we go. Damn it. Uh, it's brilliant. It's this from a guy called Jim Rohn. I don't know who he is. He, he could be the worst man that ever lived. <laughs> I have no idea. But the quote is just brilliant. Uh, we must all suffer from one of two pains. The pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Mm. I fucking love that. And it's, it's, in, it's exactly in relation to what you're saying. Like, so yeah. you're, you're, you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer one of two things. The, repay, the, the pain of being disciplined, which is, you know, setting yourself the goal of getting up at a certain time, going to bed at a certain yeah. time, whatever the fuck it is, it doesn't yeah. matter. You're going to suffer the pain of having to do that because those things are hard. Yeah. So the, the pain Absolutely. is associated with it being difficult. Yeah. So you've either that pain or you've got the pain of setting the snooze alarm and not caring yeah. and not minding and piling on the pounds or getting less fit or whatever it yeah. is that you don't want to happen. Yeah. So it's kind and of I would say the, the pain of um, discipline will ultimately get you to where you want to go. Oh, the pain of regret. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, I, again, the sentiment being like, you're going to be in... Pain is probably... You know, somebody listening going, oh, Jesus, pain, I don't like pain. But, you know, it, it's going to hurt one way or another. Well, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. if you really... And this is the other thing, you know, people say, I definitely want to lose it, I really want to do it. You know, but they probably really don't. You know, they don't... They like the idea of where they want to go, but they haven't set themselves up mentally for what needs to be done to do it. 
and again that it's not easy that it does take work but that the end result is worth it if you put the, the time into it Oh, absolutely. You know. Ask ask anyone. Ask anyone that runs a business, a successful business. Ask anyone yep. who's achieved great athletic achievements or yep. educational achievements or, or whatever it is. They'll all tell you the same thing. It's just it's kind of a little and often. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of yeah. It's just one. It's like the it's like that old cliche of you know how do you run a marathon one step, one at, step a time. at a time? Yeah. How do you use an elephant one bit at a time? Yeah. yeah. How do you get? Far? Oh shit! What's the other elephant joke? How do you get into an elephant into a fridge? No, no. how do you get an elephant Open into a fridge? Open the door, put the elephant in the oh. <laughs> How do you get five elephants into a car? Uh, Two in the front, three in the back. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we do I it all love, here at the Afternoon I Podcast. shit jokes. <laughs> <laughs> how many apples grow on apple trees? How many apples grow on apple trees? Yeah. I don't know. All of them. Oh! <laughs> Sorry. Brilliant. Sorry. Brilliant. Sorry. Brilliant. <laughs> Speaking of elephants and apple trees, you're my egg man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I have to fucking... Uh, Jesus, can I get eggs before April? What day is it? Can you get can eggs get or chickens? chickens? But that's what I mean. Like, Could I get chickens? Could I use this fad diet that I'm doing for April as a catalyst to pull my finger at my arse and get fucking chickens? Uh, I'd say getting chickens is very easy. <laughs> I don't think you need a fat diet to do that. No, you don't. But I mean, I've been put it this way: I've been talking about getting chickens for years. You have, and I haven't. Nope. So I'm just kind of that. You see, I'm I'm trying to hijack the machine. The machine, again yeah, to and use, use it as a terminology. reason to get your eggs. At the minute, it's cold, so like our chickens at home aren't really laying too many. Um, is that because you don't have a heater in? Uh, like if you put in a a, a light no. or a heat mat or something? No, 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 no. Well, I haven't. No, but what I mean done. is if you had like a, a heat lamp yeah. or a heat mask, would, would they lay? Um, I, I, well, I, I like it's not as if you can't get chickens in winter or can't Yeah, you can't get eggs in winter. Yeah, they do. Like Again, though, um, yeah, they do tend to reduce the amount of eggs they lay anyway. But I suppose if you have 10,000 of them, you're getting 5,000 maybe instead of, you know what I mean, if you're doing well, like a commercial basis. Commercial basis, like, like they're living indoors anyway, so there's no such thing as seasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, maybe I don't know. I actually haven't haven't looked into that. Um, but <laughs> we don't treat our chickens very well. We don't give them a heater. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you see, this this is the problem, right? Someone like you who has chickens and gets the eggs and is used to doing that will say something like, "Getting chickens is easy. It's like no work at all. It's so simple." Yeah, true. But it's same as but to somebody who, to who doesn't. doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I could say to you, you should take up um, hydroponic or jujitsu. Yeah. Perfect. It's, you know, it's great, it's this, that, it's easy, in. and you're like, yeah. but you don't, you don't know what's involved. Yeah, yeah. As, a, as something to keep, they're quite easy to keep, to be fair. They're just filthy animals. Do you know what I mean? And when, like, how do you mean filthy animals? Well, like, a dog doesn't generally shite in its own bed and roll around in it. And, yes, okay. You know what I mean? Like, they're just non-stop poo machines. You know? Okay. And if you have a small enough space, it gets very, very messy. Like we're well, lucky I'm lucky in that space. sense because yeah. I'll do it with a business's base and there's, there's Yeah, like we've, we've a good bit of space they'll be very, very, very free roaming. Like. Now, um, when you say a lot of space, that's another thing that's relative because you're a lot of space and my a lot of space might well, be the same. People who have chickens generally might have them in something this size and that would be okay, more... Okay, so eight foot by eight foot by, six yeah, foot yeah, it's like something. Generally, I built my own, um, say, pen and chicken run just keep them in from the fox so okay is that 24 hour or no 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 no. so the, do you have to put them in at night? yeah they go in themselves and then like if you really want to be snazzy you, you can get like timed shutters that go up and down like 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about the automation. Yeah, automation. Like they, they're very. They, they do. Like they literally. During in the morning, you open the hatch. They run out, eat the food, then they'll flit around for the day, like do whatever they want to do. And at night time, when it starts to get dark, I believe they can't see in the dark. Okay. So that's my understanding of it, anyway. So they Most can't. animals can't. Yeah. Okay. Um. There we go. <laughs> well, like I mean, unless you're nocturnal, you're not going to be able to see at night. Yeah, but like I suppose, like our eyes adjust to dark. I mean, I, th- I don't think there's at all do like so uh, okay. at night time they literally if you leave them out they get stuck out at night they just sit there That's yeah they, they couldn't they yeah just, even under moonlight they couldn't find their way around no um, so they're very very as soon as it gets dark like they'll just trot in and sit into their coop and, you just and h- how far will they stray from their enclosure say uh, well we'd have so we have a chicken like a I don't know how big it'd be how many is it oh it could be 20 or 30 metres by 4 or 5 metres wide Okay. Maybe as their main run, if you want to call it. But that. that's fenced off. Fenced off, yeah. Okay. Now it's only four foot high fencing, like. Yes. They don't. They generally don't jump over it. If there's nothing for them to, to get, to, I suppose. Yeah, if they've got enough inside yeah. the fence, they're happy to stay. Generally inside the speaking, fence. like we've got one random hen. Like in in that run, there's a, a, um, a timber shed, and it manages to jump over like six foot of fence, lay an egg because it got into that habit. I had it open for a while. So it lays its egg on top of a ton bag that's folded up. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And every single day. And then it goes out and jumps back over again. No way. Yeah. It was getting stuck there for a while. So it was a bit mean. And <laughs> I didn't let it out. And, you know, or it, we'd come back in the evening time and it would be, uh, it'd be in there. And then you'd open the thing and it'd be, you know, searching for food. Like, so I, re- I assume now, because the egg is still there every day when we get there, when yeah. you come into it in the evening. So it obviously jumps in, lays the egg and jumps back out now because it knows it won't get fed. Right. Whereas previously, chickens, they're just so dumb, like, as well. <laughs> Ironically, me after saying it's smart. But they are, like, incredibly stupid animals. <laughs> like, like, and you, it, this is only something you realise when you have chickens. Like, I, I can't explain like, what, it. Will they walk into a wood chipper or what? Like, I mean, how Oh, do you... yeah, they probably will. Have you ever seen Moana? No? You've kids. What's Moana? Moana's a movie, a kid's movie. No, oh, I have. Go home now later on and just watch Moana and watch Hey Hey the Chicken. <laughs> that is chicken's... To a T. Like you, you know, you could put six ton of food beside them here and then two inches away you could put three pieces of food and every single hen will attack the three pieces of food and you're like, lads, there's like, <laughs> t- t- come on. <laughs> like, you know, there's like a load of it here but they're just incredibly, incredibly stupid. And it's, so, oh, it's only something but you get hens, I'm telling you, you'll just be like, ah, I get it now. <laughs> well, I'm all the more inclined to get hens because I had it in my head that I'd have to have something that was completely enclosed, like with a not no. a ceiling, but no, like a, no. a wire they, fence ceiling. No. no, they don't. Like they don't get. And and to come back to how far they stray, we would open that 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 run, uh, and like if you left the gate to the house open, now we're on oh, three quarters of an acre or something like that, so they'd roam around it. But if you left the gates open, they don't go out. It. Yes. Do you know the the biggest issue there? You have the reason for fully enclosed ones would be foxes. You know, now we've two dogs, which didn't help the last time. But anyway, <laughs> so chicken for dinner, yeah. Oh Jesus, we had. Uh, oh, it's, I think we lost to one. Did you do spoke about this about foxes? They just kill everything. They just kill everything. Like, they can't. They can't. Uh, yeah, yeah, they can. We had, sadly, terribly enough, we'd lost two batches of eight or something like that. We'd sixteen chickens gone in the space of about three weeks. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Now that was hard. That was look, I feel pretty bad about that because we didn't lock them in properly. Okay. You know, but now they've got you know, in the winter time when there's not a lot of daylight hours the dogs might not be enough, I've got a 
three meter by three meter. I built an enclosed unit that the that their chicken hutch leads into. So we can lock that off. Hold on there, you lost me in chicken terminology now. The chicken hutch. So they've a hutch, so that would be like where they lay their eggs and sleep at night. Okay. So that's only a small little yoke. It's maybe, I don't know, it holds, it says it holds 10 chickens. Well, well I, I have, it's 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 in pieces now at the minute, but I have like, the you, four you, walls and roof of a garden shed. That's oh, more huge. than enough, I would have thought. Massive. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, massive. You can build little, I don't know what they're called, but like bays for them to lay their eggs in. But I found that they just laid them wherever they want. <laughs> the other thing that I have in my head now as well is that I can have a nice, clean bit of tarmacadam leading up to, let's say, the back door of the shed mm. or side door of the shed, whereby I can access the chicken's eggs without going into the piss and shit and feathers yeah, yeah. of the chickens yeah, that's, yeah, that's feasible isn't it yeah yeah okay, uh, like they're going right. to be let out some other way sorry they'll be let out some other oh, way oh yeah they, they'll have yeah. their own intra- they'll the have their own entrance and, you have and your I can own. just lift a lid basically yeah, yeah, where and, they and that's, tend to yeah. lay yeah they, like you can buy them obviously um, and you can buy them with a run on it so a run being like you know essentially they're about the size of a doghouse you know on stilts generally they're up off the ground Um hens like being up for some reason I think again I'm no <laughs> expert but anyway they're like a you're dog my house a dog house, you're not an expert. dog house and stills with a door that flaps it opens and closes okay or you can buy them with like an enclosed run on them so if you had a small garden and somewhere you know you could have a 6 foot by or 10 foot by 4 foot wide run that's fully okay. enclosed and they go out into that pick around that's where you'd feed them and stuff and then that's what most people have but I suppose we're lucky with space so they're they just range wherever they want really yeah, no. This is but there is there. a there is a huge difference. Like, do you ever get free range eggs from anywhere? Like, no, I mean, sorry, not free range, but proper. Like, no, I'd know, always buy. Free, I'd only buy free massive, range, but never massive buy. difference in egg quality. It's incredible. In what? In taste. In, in actual taste. Content. In, in taste uh, consistency of it. Um, now you can get them randomly enough. I don't know. They they kind of go in and out of phases sometimes, but generally speaking, like the the yolk is like bright bright orange, and then the 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 white when you crack them open be real real thick constituency and generally when they're fresh if you're if you're poaching them you crack them into a, a pan they won't separate you know where you get store bought eggs pop them into a pan to poach them sometimes they fill of, the whole pan packing. yeah and then you get this egg out and it's kind of half of the yolk left and a bit of egg white yes they don't do that generally speaking like they go through phases sometimes of of not being of that top quality you know what I mean but there is a huge difference in taste and flavour and and like consistency of the egg it's funny though because not only do you have the taste and the flavour you have the nutritional quality because presumably that's based on what you feed them That which leads me on to the next question do you feed them what do yeah, you feed them we would feed them like um, leftover food like so we'd have two we'd have a compost bin and we'd have a hen bin and the, the stuff they're not going to eat is like is like peels off carrots and stuff like that they won't eat that no they pick at it they love lettuce <laughs> Okay, but they wouldn't. What about the skin off spuds? Like no, the, no, the pe- that that they, they don't the peelings of spuds and no. and carrots. If you mostly. cooked it, they would. Right. Okay. Uh, for whatever. So, what scraps do you give them that they eat? Oh God! What uh, like? There's never any leftover dinner in our house. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 I do it subconsciously. I think. What would they give? Like, if you cut, if you had strawberries and you cut the top off a strawberry, you pop the top. You know what I mean? You cut the. Okay, the, the green kids. head of it. Yeah, you'd put that little bit into it. Okay. Apple cores, um, that kind of stuff. Okay. Like carrots. But not vegetables. I thought they would have fucking they, devoured vegetables. They, they, they're too hard or something. They don't, right. Like they will pick at, definitely they do pick at carrots, um, 
shavings or whatever you want to call it, peel and potato peel, but they don't eat it. Like, it's always left. Yeah, for the they fucking rats or whatever. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the other thing I don't want to be attracted. But well, then again, it's I suppose... It's the ecosystem. Sorry? Rats are grand for their ecosystem. But, but I they, think they, they do break their eggs. Um, but will ch- chicken... Will, again, I, I've, I've, I don't know what I'm even basing this on, but I would have thought chickens... I would have thought you wouldn't find mice and rats where you have chickens. Uh, I can tell you that there are. <laughs> okay. Well, no, sorry. The chickens don't attract the rats, no. We have two compost bins that are very close to the chicken coop. Now, we don't have rats in the chicken coop because you'd know because the eggs would be broken. And they dig underneath it and stuff like that. You'd get in, okay. you'd, see the, you'd see it. Now, apparently they do go for the eggs, but... Because I, I think why I thought that was because I have it in my head that a chicken would kill a rat or a mouse if it's off. Uh, chickens are so stupid. <laughs> no. They, but they, not, they might be stupid, but that doesn't mean they're not... They're like, not you know, predatory. predatory yeah. No, like. they won't. They won't. Okay. No. We have, we have a cat as well. So, but for it's example, fucking zoo, yeah, oh man, there. two dogs, cat, eight chickens. I don't know what we had at one point. So that gets me onto the numbers. You said you have eight chickens. So yeah. oh, eight chickens. Did you tell me before one a day? Yeah. Or They'd, in with five a coming week? coming into coming into the summer now, you'll definitely get one a day. Okay. Um, yeah. Generally speaking, like uh, yeah, it's anywhere between five and eight. If you have eight hens, yeah, anywhere between five and eight. Okay. So, like, it's a lot of eggs. Well, look, I, we'd be going through, as as a family, we'd be going through, I know, five a day minimum, mm. anyway. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's going to spike now for April. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm assuming it's fair game to eat eggs on the carnivore diet. Uh, assume so. And just on, on the milk thing you mentioned earlier, I never thought of it. I, I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to drink milk because it's, it, that's another quote-unquote food stuff. I don't know if you can call what we call milk food. It's so heavily processed. Oh, yeah, massively, yeah. That it's not... No. You know, it's not but milk. Not, not in the way you would buy it now. Maybe if you had your own stuff and you were going to kill it and, you know, if you had your own cow that you were milking. Yes. Maybe. Because I remember uh, cousins of mine are um, dairy farmers and I remember back in the Dizay, like 20 plus years ago, we staying over in their house for maybe a night or two or the weekend. Mm. You know when you'd stay in your mate's house or whatever. And uh, this sounds like something I saw in a fucking movie, but the dad would literally walk across the field with two galvanised buckets of milk and bring of milk, str- yeah, yeah, warm from the cow's yeah. tit. Would just sit it up on the kitchen table, and away you go. They'd leave it for maybe half an hour, and I remember them taking the cream off the top, but, but not even the cream off the top. It would have been the cream off the top, but you know when you leave. You know when you open a can of paint that hasn't been opened in yeah, 10 yeah. years and there's like a, a, a lid sitting on the top? That's what they took off the milk. Like it was fucking, to me it was vile. Yeah, yeah. Like at the time, looking back on it, it was the most natural thing in and the world. And they injected it into themselves. And then what? <laughs> injected it into yourself. Hook <laughs> <laughs> it to my veins. Yeah, the best part of it. Yeah, you don't get that anymore. So, so the likes of that... I could drink, but I mean, where the fuck yeah, are we going to get that? that? Like? You may just get a cow with your chickens. I'd get a pig first. Yeah. Any thoughts on the whole pig thing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love your <laughs> I love your comment below your... Uh, your is it bow and arrow? No. Yeah, it's compound bow, yeah. Compound it's a bow, it's a bow yeah, and arrow, like, yeah. Well, apparently, apparently killing a pig or archery is illegal in Ireland, so we'll be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> hunting. Oh, hunting. That's hunting. Oh. Is illegal. I don't think there's anything illegal about Crow dispatching a uh, livestock animal with a with oh. an arrow. All right, okay, fair enough. Now look, you're kind of getting into the technicality yeah, of it, yeah, but yeah. my under, like there's, I don't think there's anything illegal about um, 
like it's not legal to go and just shoot a cow in a field. Yeah. yeah but if you own that cow and you want to harvest that cow for its meat, you're oh, every enti- every bit entitled to shoot yeah. it and kill it and eat it. Yeah. And I don't see why shooting it with an arrow is any different than shooting it with a bow. As long as it was a good shot. <laughs> well, it'll be a point blank realistically. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. um, I've gone down the rabbit hole. I think it's a cool. It. I, I definitely think it's a cool uh, idea, and I think yeah, it's yeah, like you're you're growing your own food. Well, but yeah, it's it's a little kind of back I to think basics. A, a lot of we don't really realize. Oh, it's a totally different avenue to go down, but we don't really realize where we get our food from. Really, do you know having I mean? a clue. People a clue. think milk comes from the shop. People think that uh, chicken fillets are actually filler of chicken. <laughs> yeah, they do. And I think we, we might, we, pardon the pun, but we might flesh that out a little bit because I think right. people genuinely do think that the chicken fillet that's in a filling station oh. is the breast of a chicken. So most, I would argue most people think that yeah. because when you because they're sneaky fucks. If you take, well, they're, up, they're, they're compressed you, into that shape. Oh no, I know it's, it's all extruded through yeah. a pipe. Like I, I understand how it's made, but when you break it and kind of look at the insides of it, it does kind of look like the breast of chicken. Like yeah. they've, they've done a great job oh, in yeah. conning people. Like. Yeah, it's rank. But it's essentially what's left over on the factory floor that gets swept, swept up, yeah. extruded through a pipe and yeah. covered in breadcrumbs. Yep. Throw in a couple of preservatives and some yeah, and sugars and, and salt and spice and whatever else and Robert's your father's brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other rank. But so much more of our food is like that and like me and you are, are in that loop. We understand about the chicken fillet roll or the chicken fillet say but we don't understand necessarily about the, I don't know, the ham that comes from Thailand. Or yeah. the whatever that comes from God knows where. Yeah, the, yeah. Do you know that kind of way? So yeah, it's it's your it's your knowledge base, I suppose. It's what you what you're into, or what? Yeah, I I, I get what you mean. Yeah. What what loop you're in, and that was yeah. the, that was one of the main concepts behind having conversations with people was just exposing people to other people in different loops. Because yeah, you're in the personal training loop. You're in the fitness loop. You're in the adventure racing loop. Mm. You're in the I've got chickens at home loop. You're in a hundred different loops. And most people are in a hundred different loops. Yeah, yeah. They're not necessarily they're the same ones. Yeah, yeah. And we tend to hang around. Like I, ha- most of my, not most of my friends, but a lot of my friends are into their fitness or they're into yeah, yeah. martial well, arts. And we hang around with people. Yeah, we have our own little echo chambers. Not fall out. Not, you just, yeah, you hang around with people who are into similar interests. Of course, which is perfectly Which is natural. perfectly fine. But there's a great deal of benefit in dipping in and out of different loops because you wouldn't know Exposing what to Exposing yourself to something different. Yeah, without a doubt. Or yeah. opening your mind to something different. Yes. Cause Speaking about opening your mind to something different, in relation to you having chickens, how did you come about having chickens? Um, for the same reasons yourself, I suppose, just wanting, like, well, like get your own eggs. Well, did you grow up on a farm? No. We, we had them, actually, when we were younger. Okay. In, in, so in that Avon. goes a long way. Like, And that's another but thing. But Aoife did as well. Like, Aoife would be... Um, Eve would be very conscious of where food comes from and that kind of stuff. And and I would admit, if years ago I wouldn't have been, you know what I mean? But, oh, food would be grand, sure it's, you know, milk is milk. And, do you know, it's, from a health perspective, you'd be like, ah, oh, you know, it's grand, just don't eat this, this. But now, like, looking at where food comes from and processing through it and, do you know, I suppose, like, people have already rolled their eyes to it, but if you really do, did look into a chicken, you know, chicken battery farms or, you know, egg farms and stuff like that, they're... Oh, they're rotten, like man. Throw in, throw in, uh, throw in chicken meat, meat chuck, throw in beef, throw in yeah. turkey, throw in I ham, mean, meat like pig, pork, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Like. Yeah, Here's like they say, it. like you know that it's you know humane or you know and they, they, look, it's going down a road like this. You know, it's a different road altogether, I suppose. But like, I particularly wouldn't be like to be locked into a shed for all winter. 
Oh, you know God, what I mean? no. And then... What animal would? Yeah. Spider, maybe. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, but again, their space is probably a lot bigger than what... You know, if you're talking about cattle or that kind of stuff, do you know? Oh, no. And I, but look, I'm completely hypocritical because I will eat meat. Like, I don't, we don't eat a lot of it at home, to be fair. We wouldn't. The majority of our food would be made up of, you know, be a vegetable-based diet. There wouldn't be a lot of animal foods in it, like. But, you know, definitely had... You know, we definitely eat it a couple of times a week. You wouldn't have meat every day with the dinner? No. no. Okay. And funnily enough, in relation to your carnivore diet, Aoife's would be, you know, it would be about animal and it would be about the whole, that whole element of it, you know, about cruelty or, you know, that that side of it. Um, but funnily enough, when we got, she would have been the instigator of it. Ironically, I got a, a cholesterol test. Now, I consider myself quite healthy. I don't overeat on many things. I would be the same as you. I would eat sweets. I would eat biscuits, but not to the extreme level. And when I got, you know, general health checkup, it's a few years back now, my cholesterol was X, right? It wasn't, it wasn't dangerous. It wasn't high. It was perfectly fine. It was grand. But within that next year, then, we would have got into eating a lot more veg-based foods, less meat, more veg-based foods. And... Randomly enough, for no reason, just next year, health check again, and my cholesterol level was much lower. Okay. Way, way lower. And all that was changed, all that changed, was we just didn't eat as much meat. That's all. Yeah? And you know, what's the... Is cholesterol... Is it, again, I, I'm a bad, very vague uh, understanding yeah. of it. Yeah, like, he's got a bad cholesterol. Bad? bad cholesterol is what leads to, like, you know, your heart disease and stuff like that. It leads to what? Sorry? Heart disease and yes. you know, so we, heart attacks. And I suppose what, what, what I'm, I'm striving to get to here is: is there a possibility that you could be deficient no. to a degree in uh, cholesterol? No. no, no. Okay. No, so sorry. When you when you get your cholesterol measured, like you've got your your good and bad, if you want to put it that. Okay. And it was the bad cholesterol that that was down. That was down. Okay. No, yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah. And like that, that's you know. And it, w- it wasn't done as a particular exercise. Mm-hmm. It just, that was the way it was. You know what I mean? And I didn't go out that year to say I'm going to eat less meat. You know, like we definitely would have eaten a lot more red meat. We definitely would have eaten a lot more of all types of meat, I suppose. Yeah. Now, generally speaking, if we bought, it'd be, I think we buy four chicken breasts a week, salmon once a week. And yeah, that would be. Oh, it'd be beef. Like, we'd have, the between myself and the kids, we'd have, like, spaghetti bolognese or something like that. Yes. But again, the quantity, like, previously, where you'd have, like, you know, a kilo of beef between a couple of people. <laughs> now, it's, you know, you 400 grams would stretch a long way because we use a lot of veg in those, in those dishes. Yes. And that would be something I would say to anybody who's, you know, conscious about, you know, trying to improve their diet is, like, literally double your veg intake. You know, previously, spaghetti bolognese was like, you know, a kilo of mince, a bit of tomato sauce and an onion. Whereas, yeah, what more do you want? <laughs> yeah, but, but when you think about it, the amount of, you know, from a health perspective, never mind getting into the the ethics of meat, uh, you know, you're going to significantly reduce the amount of meat that you're going to eat from a calorie perspective. You know what I mean? Like, so if you have 100 grams and you make four portions, or sorry, 400 grams, four portions, 100 grams each, whereas you put you know, kilo into it, you're going to have 200 grams of mince. So if you're trying to reduce your calorie intake just by doubling your veg intake, you'd have the exact same portions of food but with less meat in it. Yes, because meat is obviously it's just a higher, higher in if, calories. Yeah, if you're just looking at it from a caloric point of view, 
It's yes. got a much higher calorie content in it. Yes. So if you double your veg intake, you're going to get the exact same portion of food with half the amount of, you know, calories in it. Yeah, and that's, there's another, there's an element of that that's relevant to what I'm hoping, not hoping will happen, but interested to see whether it will happen. So if I go on the carnivore diet, the volume of food that I'm going to be eating will be dramatically decreased. Mm, the volume of it? Yes. So the, the the amount of grams of food I, mean, I eat. How, what, what's your plan? Like, how, how are you going to do it? Like, what's going to be your breakfast? Well, my breakfast at the minute, I see I've, I've already changed my yeah, breakfast. Yeah. So my breakfast would have been two slices of toast and scrambled eggs. Yeah. But now what I've started having is two rashers and scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs, yeah. But there'd be a lot less... So two, there'd be a lot less volume in two rashers, two cooked rashers, yeah, than yeah. there would be in two, two slices, slices of toast of smothered in butter. Yeah. So that so, so again, just to, to dumb it down for myself, if nobody else, if you are going to eat, if you're on a vegan diet, mm. presumably you'd have to eat, I don't know, ten kilos of food a week. But on the carnivore diet, you're gonna you're only gonna have to eat one kilo of food a week. Yeah, be less. So the yeah. actual volume of food will be It'll massively be decreased. Yeah, yeah. I would think, and I wonder what effect that will have on my appetite. Yeah, when I when I. Not bounce back, but yeah, when yeah, I kind when of return you, when you to normal. Return to your, yeah, yeah, return back to it. Yeah, yeah, it will be interesting. Again, again it's a learning curve, and that, that's you know, all I find it's it interesting. For. Yeah, it's all and that's for. why coming back to it again, I think that you're not going to lose out by doing it. I no, don't think you're going to come out of it and then go and eat like you know a whole box of a whole shop of biscuits. Like it's it's funny because we've said before that you should set yourself up for success. For success. But another way of phrasing it, and maybe a better way of phrasing it, is setting yourself up so you can't fail. Yeah, I think that's a better way of looking at it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you can't fail. So what? What? I don't think I can. I don't think I can fail doing what I'm going to do because even two weeks in or a week into the carnivore diet, and I go, I either can't do this or I'm just not willing to do it, and mm. fuck it. Like, that won't be a failure because I'd have the story of how I tried to yeah, do yeah. it and it didn't yeah. work out. Yes. So you set yourself up so you can't fail yeah, as opposed yeah, to that, setting yourself yes. up for some for, form of success. Yeah, yeah. So if this doesn't work, what do I do? Yes. It, it, this, this didn't work, so the only option is to go back to where I was. I'm talking about it in a perspective, not specifically you, but somebody else who's, you know, does an extreme diet and they, I can't do this, so they go back to exactly where they were and get worse. Like Exactly. And you as know. you said from the outset, your fear was that I won't have learned anything from... Yeah, that was my re- my original point of contact. Was that was exactly yes. that? Like, what are you going to do as a strategy to stop yourself from, you know, eating biscuits or whatever? Yes. You know, for, for example, if somebody, you know, if they got a takeaway on a Saturday night, and that led to a shit Sunday, you know, if that meant that that one takeaway meant that you know that Sunday was then a write off because they felt like crap and they didn't re- didn't think that they did a great, you know, they didn't succeed at having a perfect week. My strategy with them to be, well, enjoy your takeaway. Maybe reduce what you're getting, but have it. But have it on a Sunday night because they're more likely to set yourself up on a Monday for success than yeah, you are true. for Sunday. So if you have your takeaway, if you know, ah, I'm going to just get a takeaway, that's it. I'm just going to get a burger and chips. Like I said earlier, it's only one day in a point of time. You know, if, if the next day is back to your quality food intake, how bad? So if you did it on a Sunday night, if you had your takeaway on a Sunday night, set yourself up for success on a Monday, you're more likely than to achieve and get back into it. That's just one day. Yeah, no, you know? agreed, 100%. So that's just, you know, that that would be, you know, what I was talking about. Another thing you mentioned there a minute ago was setting out the portion. So if you've got 400 grams between four people, that's you divide really it important, into it. Yeah. What I love about that is, and look, not everyone's the same, but 
we're all mostly the same, so I would imagine most people are, are similar to myself in this instance. I'll eat what you put in front of me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you, if you make me dinner, you, no you give me a plate of food, I'm just yeah, going to yeah. eat it all. Yeah. Regardless <laughs> of what's on it. Yeah. I'll never leave food behind me. And there was, I suppose there's an element That's of... That's such an Irish thing. It is. It's, it's, a, a, yeah. it's a growing <laughs> up poor thing as well. Not that I'm it is. desolate no, 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 it is. or You're anything, right, though, but it carries through generations. Dinner, like. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have it, so you ate it. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you didn't eat fast, you didn't eat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was it. And it is. It's a completely Irish thing of, eat all your dinner. You'd even, you know, you'd find yourself doing it to the kids. Like it's funny because I remember learning as a kid when I was eating at my granny's house. If you eat, if you ate all your dinner, she would take that as a sign you didn't get enough. So the trick was always leave a tiny little bit to say that you, to to you kind of signal that yeah, you were yeah, full. Do you reckon you'd end up being <laughs> forty stone heavier leaving your granny's <laughs> house? <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, but I think that's an Irish thing to be honest. But yeah, coming back to the portion side of stuff. If you're setting yourself up for success, buy Tupperware that gets you the quantity of food you need out of a, a por- like a portion out of out of what you're making. So if you're making something that makes four portions, buy Tupperware that makes four portions, so that you know, you know, if 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 you're trying to control the amount of calories you eat, for example, or you're trying to lose weight, or even you're trying to gain weight, you know what I mean? Like if you if you want to. Bulk Make sure you're eating or, the right amount. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could eat overeat. You could have loads on one day and fuck all the next day. You know, but if you have, if you can portion it out and you get your four portions out of it, if if you're, for example, using that for lunch for the next day, which is something I would do a lot, you know, you take it out, that's my portion, that's it sorted. There's no guesswork involved. Yes. You know, it's just, again, setting yourself up for success. Yes. You know, it's just, you don't have to think about it. As soon as you, so you've, you've made the thought process of making your food, then you're putting it into four Tupperware boxes and then the next day you're taking it out. There's no thought process involved whatsoever. Uh, just to so, be clear, you're in relation to the Tupperware, you're talking about keeping, let's say, dinner, whatever's left over from the dinner for lunch the next yeah, day. Yeah, I'd be a big advocate of that. Okay, and then Massive. putting that as, as your lunch. So you, every yeah. day's lunch is the previous day's dinner, essentially. Yeah, if okay. you can, yeah. And that just it takes away so many different variables in your day. Yeah. You no longer have to go to the shop. You no longer have to make the choice of buying you know again it's 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 changing your choice until you know you're in that mindset of no I don't need to go I'm going to the shop all I'm going to walk out with is you know this you know whereas if you're just trying to change things initially you walk into the shop you're hungry you know the smell of the fresh bread the smell of the pastries the smell of everything is going to get you tingling for something you know whereas if you just have your lunch with you it's quality. You, you don't need to go to the shop. You don't need to be tempted by buying bars of chocolate, bags of crisps, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's what you do every day. Oh, no, absolutely. Buying, no. If you're buying bags of crisps every day, ah, don't need a bag of crisps, it's grand. Yeah. If you're doing it every single day. And another side of that is, to expand on it, uh, most people will keep their nice thing till the evening. You know what I mean? So yeah. they'll go, I'll, you know, I've, I'll have my chocolate with my tea. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's fine. I, I would never say, you know, get rid of it altogether. Have your chocolate with your tea. But they never take into account that they're after eating, you know, a bag of crisps and a bar of chocolate earlier on. Yes. So they don't eliminate later on what they just ate at lunch. Yeah, there's, no, there's no sacrifice. They haven't gone no. without something to, and so that they I'm deserve it. I'm completely guilty of, of it myself. <laughs> you know, you, you, you make, you justify it in your own head. Yeah, you know, I'll have it now, and then you get later on. I'll eat anyway. It's gas how we do that, though, yeah. isn't it? I've spoken about this. But again, before. strategies to implement was, it. You know, I've spoken about this before. That you're, I'd be 
reaching into the press. Like I open the door of the press with my left hand and I'm reaching in with my right hand. And my mind is going, no, don't do that. You know, this isn't good. And <laughs> you're, start, you're I'm, I'm listing off all the different myriad reasons why I shouldn't do yeah. it. As I suffered yeah, in my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut yeah. up, brain. Shut up. Shall I? Sorry, myself for some reason yesterday. And that, again, that's another reason. Another thing is, is there a reason behind um, you wanting to eat that stuff? Are you not eating enough food throughout the day, for example? Because somebody restricts themselves massively with their food. Like, for example, you have scrambled eggs and toast. Yes. You know, when is the next time you eat? You know, are you eating enough in between that? Generally, what I find is that somebody will have their breakfast, you know, and if they're trying to... Uh, lose weight for example they'll have their breakfast which might be a bit restrictive then they might have something at 10 o'clock a snack or whatever yeah. and they'll have a lunch which might be a little restri- restrictive and then they go from so they're after eating say breakfast snack lunch in a 6 or 7 7 o'clock in the morning until half 12 for example and they don't eat again until they get home at 7 o'clock yes so they're fucking starving you know what I mean so when they stop at a petrol station they instantly go in and buy crap and come out with it Whereas the strategy for that would be is to make sure you have something in your car on the way home. Yeah, so nuts, you, or nuts or fruit or whatever. Nuts or fruit or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Another dinner if you want. You know, and have that and that'll stop that. You know, that just they're, they're little things, to strategies to help you not do, you know, not, um, you know, uh, buy your sweets or whatever it is or your cakes or donuts, whatever it is. Oh, but yeah. again, looking at, I would say there is the next thing to address would be the portion size leading up throughout the day. Because if you're under eating, you're obviously going to need something. Your body's going to want something to eat. Yes. Know? So, yeah, that's what I would. That would be again ways to you look at it and then imp- strategies to change what you're doing. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. We're we're in we're in agreement, I suppose, for for the most part on, on yeah, all yeah. of that kind of stuff, yeah. which is great. Like, but at, at the same time, you've given me things to kind of question as well. And like, if somebody, if I was to 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 leave here now, and somebody was to ask me, what's the story with the with the carnivore diet? I heard you talking about it. I'd have a better explanation for them now having just had the bit of a back and yeah, forth yeah. with you and it's, that's what's so important is sharing what you're doing with people yeah. telling your wife or your husband or your friends there's, or I think you said it as well, there's an element of accountability to it as well oh, the, the podcast has been brilliant for me man yeah. because I, like, I've said I'm going to do this uh, carnivore diet on uh, for April and I've already started to... That's fallen. Give that thing a tighten there. Lift it up to where you want it to be and squ- tighten it around. Technical issues. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, there's, it gives you accountability to it. Yeah, so, yes. sorry, I was saying that about the... Yeah, I'm going to do the carnivore diet for April and I've already restricted my sugar intake and I've upped my uh, fat intake. But none of that would have happened if I wasn't uploading it to the internet yeah, yeah, yeah. and people were going to ask me about it. Like. Yeah, and, and with that then, sometimes it becomes too much pressure. Yeah, you can. You yeah, can 100%. get that. And I think, in your sense, you're setting yourself up not to fail. It's a learning curve. And if you're honest with yourself, that will be fine. You know what I mean? You're, you're not going to go halfway through, ah, I just don't want to do this anymore. You know what I mean? Like, if you're honest with, with how you're approaching things, that won't happen. You know what I mean? But I think when somebody goes, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, they, there's this massive weight of pressure sometimes that they have to achieve what they did instead of respecting the process. Yes. You know, and enjoying the process. You know, and that's the, that's the thing. Like, if somebody was changing their food, like, you know, try different things. You know, enjoy the process of of trying something that you've never done before. Yeah, you know, experimenting. Yeah, it's, you know, and and set yourself up for success again. You know, that kind of stuff, I think. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. I do have to say, uh, I'm looking forward to see how you get on. 
<laughs> he says with a wry smile. Well, like, it, it's really interesting. It's not something that I would do. I just, it wouldn't be down my alley. I just, I, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't do it. I, like, you know, I just don't see the, uh, the amount of organisation like I would just much prefer to just continue, you know, eating as I was eating. <laughs> what about veganism? Would you give that a lash? Uh, we would do it. I I I don't, but Aoife is yeah, Aoife does eat. Uh, is she vegan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plant-based. So I would see I, vegan I, is such a funny term. People get so uppity about when you say vegan. You know what I mean? It's like, mm, you're a fucking vegan. You know, he says, oh, vegans don't do themselves any favors. They don't. Favors now, you're right. Know. Absolutely. Like I said, we had a conversation. Oh, oh you respect Eva. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they don't. They, there is that kind of that element of moral <laughs> superiority. Yeah, and I think that's that is changing. The more people that you know are going plant based, but I, I, I eat milk, I eat cheese, I eat, you know, I like that stuff. Yes. I'm, I'm not that concerned about animal welfare. I, it's, it's, <laughs> an in, it's, it's interesting though because again, going back to my own ill-informed opinion that we have two fuel sources full stop fat and sugar the carnivore diet is all fat yep. and the vegan diet is all oh it wouldn't be all sugar no, no there's fats in no, there as well no, of course no it's not yeah no it's not it's uh, yeah there would be quite a lot of fat so it's far it. more balanced I was thinking that it was two sides of the same kind no, but not at all it's uh, no it is quite balanced to be fair to it it just takes a bit of like time to but like anything, like you're going to spend time doing your carnivore diet. You know, what I mean? you're going to spend time learning and how to. How are you going to? What are you going to have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? It just takes time to kind of try new things, and there is a lot more out there. Like years ago, you know, it you know it was very taboo, and it was very you know what I mean. Like even vegetarianism, like you know what I mean. It was a bit mad. <laughs> uh, just look, look at that lad not eating meat. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it just takes time, and like once you kind of get recipes there, like for example. A spaghetti bolognese recipe, like you just again, people are going to say, "Oh, you don't have mince," but you know, you've got lentils. You can do whatever you want with it. You know, your chickpeas, like again, people go, oh, "Chickpeas couldn't eat them," but have you ever really <laughs> yeah. tried them? My mouth is watering here at all this talk about lentils and chickpeas. Yeah, but again, <laughs> it's what you add to them. Oh no, of course, but I'm, 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 I'm yeah, taking yeah. the piss, like a hundred percent. Indian food, Indian food is massively like meat free. Yeah, they don't eat. They're not. They're big vegetarians. Aren't yeah, they? yeah. If you look at their. Uh, Smallest part of the menu, probably over here, but it's very, very um, chickpea lentil legume based. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's uh, how they cook them is like is delicious. You know, it's I suppose when you say something is meat free, people automatically go, "Oh God, this isn't going to be nice." Whereas if you just gave them something, they'd yeah, just they'd, they'd enjoy it all the more, yeah. and then would be amazed that there was no meat in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we would make like a a jackfruit in inverted commas pulled pork thing every. Friday or Saturday whatever it is and guaranteed if you gave it to somebody they wouldn't really know the difference yes of course and it's not about for me it's not about like you know meat because like I said I do eat it but it's it's quite tasty like you know what I mean and from a health perspective you're definitely going to double up your ve- your veg intake you know because you're not relying on something else yes you know so from a health perspective for me I definitely feel energy levels would be a lot higher because I eat so much more you know, veg and stuff like that. You're not relying on just simple things like, you know, you're not always just going eating a chicken breast. Yes. And your missus being a vegan, would she eat quite a volume of food? Like I kind of alluded to earlier that she must. Um, There wouldn't be like, I suppose, would it be a big volume? 
No, because like there are quite dense. Like you know, you, when you're adding nuts to stuff, you'd be very surprised. Like well, no, no nuts granted. Yeah, like but when you add nuts, but outside to things, of nuts, huh? Outside of nuts, um, I'm just trying to think what. Like when you think of what a, uh, a chimpanzee or a gorilla would eat. Yeah. Now, yeah. granted, we're not chimpanzees or gorillas, but they have a, a the, plant-based diet. Yeah, yeah. For the, the most part, like ninety-nine percent. Yeah. And because of that, their gut is 40 times bigger than the human gut <laughs> to process. Like, yeah, they, yeah. like any footage you'll ever see of a gorilla is of him sitting down, just chewing he, away, just stuffing stuff yeah, into his yeah. face. Because there's literally so few calories in it that you need to eat a mountain I would say it's it. quite um, filling. You know... Um, F- yeah, but filling and... You can be full and calorie deficient. I would say it's much bigger. No, I'm trying to think of my own portions. And what, what I eat like? I yeah, would. but you're a big fucking hulking athlete, and really. I'd never met your missus, but I'm assuming she's she's not ha. your size. <laughs> like. But you know, I wouldn't think she'd need the calories that you'd need. No, no, she wouldn't. But like, we would eat, we would eat exactly the same foods at times. But her portion was just smaller than mine. But I wouldn't say. I'm just trying to think of something that we cooked recently that would be any different if we cooked it a different way. Like, for example. Uh, we cooked a sweet and sour I'm going to say tofu and everyone's going to go it's quite nice <laughs> uh, sweet and sour dish okay. you know it would it would have been no smaller than if we were eating it with chicken yes but throughout your day like that's just one meal so you the only the only way that you could survive in eating the same meals as her is because you're chucking in the odd chicken filler or the odd handful no, of mince or... the only thing that I would last night what did I have a chicken pasta chicken saucy dish thing that was chicken in it but if there wasn't chicken in it I'd put chickpeas in it right so it wouldn't it wouldn't change you're you can be sometimes your protein you might need to supplement with that you know what I mean if you're starting off with it and kind of learning about how much of certain things you need and where do vegan like where does your missus get her protein from Oh, you're putting me on the spot here now. Uh, <laughs> um, now again, you're not. This isn't a defence of veganism yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. you know. Um, tofu uh, would be one. What's the other things? Jesus, it's all in the fridge there. In the she can't do eggs, no. Uh, well, you see, that's on the fence because we have our own chickens. Okay. Again, we have our own chickens, so that you know we would eat their eggs. Okay, so is her not eating meat an, an ethical thing? Yeah. Okay. It would have, yeah. How would she feel about getting a pig? She would actually be more inclined to do that. Okay. Grow like having your own food, getting back to that way of life. Yeah, yeah I'm all about it, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm all about. It. Um, again, you're raising the animal. You know, it's, you respect it. I suppose it comes down to maybe, um, you know, Indians, for example, they use or not Indians as in Indian people. Uh, bow and arrow Indians <laughs> okay Native Americans yeah Native Americans there we go you know back like they would have their whole thing was respect the animal they, when they killed it every single part of it was used yeah you know what I mean and there was a respect that's indigenous that cultures everywhere yeah though. they respect that animal sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. It, completely and that's that's what it's more about that there is like again our chickens are fully free range like they don't you know they're not squashed into a small thing we do our best to protect them from foxes <laughs> <laughs> but again that fox we don't know, get it perfect <laughs> that, that, that fox and its cubs got you know food for a while but again coming back to the chickens that we get are all rescue chickens they come from battery apparent free range farms but they're in crap like they're they've no feathers half of them are you know 
in bad way when you get them. Yeah, because that's the other thing. Like, where do I get them? Like, because I, I, do, I don't want to get them from the equivalent of a puppy farm. Yeah, Little Hill Animal Sanctuary. I'm not sure how they're operating now with COVID, but they get hens from chicken farms. Right. And then they're like a couple of euro for a chicken and it goes towards the animal sanctuary. Yeah. You know. Nominal fee. Like. Yeah. Small. Like it's small money. Like we've, and they do like, they're, they're kind of, what happens is otherwise they would be just sent off to a factory for, you know, just to be shredded Chicken up. fillet rolls. <laughs> no, well, they're too old for that. Like okay. chicken fillet, chicken that we eat is very, very young. It's weeks. Yes. It's very, very young. Whereas these would be months. Here's one for you. So there's a couple of different types of chicken farmers. There's guys who have hatcheries, basically, mm. and they, they're laying hens to have chicks. Yep. And that's their business. Yep. They wouldn't tip it. I don't think it's typical that they would do that and then fatten up the chicken and then sell it. They, they, you breed chicks yeah. or you breed chickens. Yeah, yeah. And if you breed chickens, you buy chicks. Yeah. So you'll get a, yeah, you know, you a lorry you load of chickens every month or whatever it is. Yeah. And your business, so it's 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 like most industries, it's it's very specialised. Yeah. So you have the guy who's specialised in hatching the eggs and sells chicks, and then you've guys who specialise in buying chicks and raising, turning, raising them into chickens and then selling into them. Into chicken filler rolls. The guys who buy chicks and sell them, like sell to a full-grown chicken, the whole <laughs> fucking feathers and beak, the whole lot. Uh, what do you think he sells them for? Would you have any idea? Money wise, yes. Oh, I have no idea. It's Forty cent, and, uh, forty cent. That's what the cents. chicken goes for. Yeah. And then the difference between the forty cent he gets and the fiver you pay for it in the shop goes to the supermarket yeah. and the slaughterhouse who yeah, takes yeah. the feathers and takes whatever else out of it and yeah. processes. Isn't that the, all the strikes the farmers are on last year, wasn't it, or the year before? Yeah, and like, eat, like I the, wasn't the, even thinking the, the about it from, from that angle. Takers, I suppose. Sorry, they, they take the price as opposed to you know setting maybe what the animal is worth. What it but you see, that's them. the thing. Like, and when you look at like, a full-grown chicken that's been sold on the open market for like cents, it's mm. like, oh Jesus! Like, and we're all complicit in it. But yeah. if, you, if you if you buy them, and the more we can do to distance ourselves from, I that, think if I everyone think does better. something small, oh, very much so. Yeah, know. very much so. But you're always going to have that. Well, fuck it. You know what I mean? But okay. you see, you need, and this this is where getting people like you on onto this kind of a platform. There's people listening to this that are kind of going, "I never thought in a million years that I could get chickens." But listening to this lad, mm. like he seems to think it, there's like, nothing to it, it at all. Like, yeah, it's it's easier than having kids. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, is your latest arrival? Yeah, he's grand. What age is he now? Eight weeks. Eight, and that's number three on Thursday. I think yeah, yeah, number three, yeah, two girls and a boy. They're in the there. trenches. In the trenches, yeah. Yeah, ah, look, it's... I suppose it's yet to become really interesting when you have to juggle, literally, between three kids, one going somewhere and, you know, one going to school, one going to preschool and one going somewhere else, you know, that's... Yeah, it's still at home. It's almost like a pet yeah, at this stage, like... Yeah, um, it's trying to separate the two girls from killing each other or, <laughs> like, you know... It's, Oh, and there's three of them absolutely screaming because one person started screaming and then they all are up. That's kind of different. Yeah, yeah. slap, <laughs> but, uh, slap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, look, it's... Uh, I never I, I make no bones, but I always find that the, the first six months of having a kid is the toughest, I think. Oh, you God. Know, oh, without personally doubt. speaking. Without doubt. Um, I think it's the toughest. So, yeah, it's, look, it's hard. But again, I credit Aoife... <laughs> She does a lot of the work, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, so, fair play. Um, I can't complain, do you know what I mean? I, I, I can't. <laughs> I think, yeah, I did get a 
I got mostly a full night's sleep last night, but it wasn't. It was the other girls that were up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> Look, man, it's, it's more or less the same in every household. But just in relation to what we've been talking about, you know, diet and ethics mm. in relation to raising animals and being more involved in where your food comes from and what your food is and all that jazz and having kids, tying, that, tying all that in together. Like, how set are your fucking kids in relation to diet and exercise and that, like, well, it, I think, it's not perfect, but it's a hell no, of a lot better. No, but I think most. I think you can look. You, nobody knows where anyone's going to go. You know, like they could easily at some point just take an absolute, you know, hatred to. You know what I mean? Like just out of spite or something. Oh, they could set up the you worst know, chicken farm in the world. <laughs> yeah, you don't know, but I think if you can at least try, and you know, like look, we're all playing the game as parents. Like we're all trying to do our best or what we believe is at best for them and I think if they can visually see you being active and the food they're getting is not you know constant takeaways yeah out of packets all the time yeah I think I hope that you know it will help them later on in life and that's all we can do oh no that's all we can do Um, and you know you're you're looking at hoping that you're giving them good food relationships as well because it's not just about the quality of the food it's about the food relationship you know, and, and hoping that what you're doing is the is the right way to go. Yeah. And that they do have a good relationship with food and that it's not, you know, a taboo thing or something, I don't know. That yeah, it's, that it's not for eating out of comfort or... Yeah, yeah. Like, our girls are always, like, like this morning or the other morning it was like, just had breakfast, so what's for dinner? You're like, you just <laughs> had breakfast! You know what I mean? Credit to our cooking, but... <laughs> But you know what I mean? It is. It's a constant thing and you're trying to balance that and you're hoping that later on in life that there would be a good relationship there with, you know, with sweet foods and that they have them and they do have them. But it's not a... I think one of the things is that you're, you're trying to... One of the things we try and adopt is that they get to have sweet foods or whatever you want to call it. It's not in mass by any means, but that they get to wait for it. Yeah. That they learn that there is a wait. Yeah, that, that delayed gratification. Yeah, that's exactly it. That, you know, if it's hot chocolate marshmallows or whatever it is, you know what I mean? It's like, can I have it? Yeah, but we'll have it later on. Yes. You know, and that, or, you know, Granny Grandad gave us this. You can have it, but later on, you know what I mean? And one, (laughs) the eldest is very good at that. (laughs) I think... Shuna's going to be a completely different animal, to be honest. <laughs> She's just so funny with that kind of stuff. But, you know, now! <laughs> Hold on a second now. You know what I mean? Calm down. But uh, whereas Blind kind of goes, okay, no problem. I'll have it later. <laughs> and she walk away. Like It's kind of how different they can be. Like same, Brought you, up in the exact, exact same, same environment. Like. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's a hallmark of, not all, not in all cases, you know, broad sweeping generalisation alert, but it's a, it's a good indicator, as far as I'm concerned, of uh, of good parents. Because if your kids are all the same, there's a likelihood that you've kind of made them into something. Yeah. You know kind yeah of way, but and again, that's another thing. You, you hope that they have their own personality. Yes. You know, and that you don't snowplow them. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> snowplow parenting, yeah. Snowplow parenting, yeah. You know, I was laughing at that. I think that day I listened to it, we were on the swing. And I was pushing them and one went flying off the swing. <laughs> so it was a little bit hard of a push. <laughs> No, she was fine. Everyone was fine. It was fine. But uh, I don't think I... I don't think we snowplowed them. I think they're fairly bouncy. <laughs> but that's that's the way to have them. You know? Have, let them, have, the, let you them try, have their knocks. Yeah, I think you try your best to, 
you know, as much as you're kind of standing there going, please don't fall off the wall, please don't fall off the wall, because it's a patio and you're up six foot. I know, it's not really six foot. But, you know, <laughs> that, yeah. uh, you know, but if, if they don't experience it, do you know, yeah, you, you want, them, you want the to be able to do their own thing, you know? Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it just on that exact point, do their own thing, I'm often, like... When I went, I went fully ketogenic at one point for a couple of months. Again, I was mm. experimenting with it. But at some point throughout that period, I just thought it was the best thing ever. And I just thought it was like, Jesus, this is great. Yeah, like, yeah. I was full of energy, full of this, full of that. And I just thought it was the future. And uh, Again. it made me it made me think, oh, Jesus, will I, will I bring my kids up on a ketogenic yeah, diet? Yeah. And then I, I kind of caught myself and I was like, no, 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 hang on a second. Give your kids the diet you had when you were younger. Because the the idea being that we don't know what the long term consequences of this, that, and the other are. I can now, as an adult, choose to go ketogenic yeah. or carnivore if, if I yeah. want, but I'm not going to impose a relatively extreme diet on my kids. And I'm just curious as to whether or not, if you were a vegan, would you raise your kids vegan? No, because we they have like Eve again doesn't eat meat, but they have it. Yes, and that's that's a conscious decision. Okay, but they know like. Uh, you know where ham comes from. They know, sorry. Well, like the, uh, blind the eldest, like she's four, but she knows. Like, she's like, what's ham? Where does it come from? Well, it's a pig. What do you mean it's a pig? It's not a pig. It's a slice or whatever. It's not <laughs> like yeah, you yeah. know that it was an animal once. You know, um, yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, it's 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 important. I think to get that across to them before they're able to understand it, if that makes sense, so that they they grow up with it. Yeah. Because I think a lot of kids get pulled to one side when they're seven or eight and they're like, what? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, no, it's, and then it's like, gee, like, you know, Jesus. Like, it's this big, huge thing that they have to try and comprehend. Or, and or it's animals. just like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, depending on the kid, of course. You know, like, or circumstance behind, you know, family or whatever. But I suppose kids who are raised on farms understand that. But like, yes. kids in cities, like, who wouldn't have a clue? Well, there's kids I, in the country that don't have a clue. Yeah, but their exposure is a little bit more. Just a little, I can't though. remember, like, there was something really random, like there's somebody from City situation and they hadn't seen something. Like, and I was, what do you mean, like, you haven't seen it? I can't remember what it was. It could have been as simple as a bird. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. that's, that's, you know, but it was something really mad, you know. But you always have, it, like, we've got chickens and the kids, I think it's great for the kids, like, they go in, they clean out the coop, like, you know, get the eggs in the morning. You know, it's it's a job, really for them but the understanding that's, that's where it comes that's where it yeah, comes 100%. from and like there is there, you know kids who are growing up on farms there is an element of you know as much as you might not agree with it from an ethical perspective there is that understanding of this is where our food comes from yes but it's you know? funny though because farms like the term farm has lost all meaning and the term farming has lost all meaning because if you've been on a farm you like farms like Irish people grew up for the most part on farms. Country, every, yeah. co- every everyone who grew up in the country grew up on a farm, yep. and you had a cow, and yep. you had a pig, and yep. you had chickens, and you had ducks, and that's what a farm was. But that doesn't exist no, anymore. It doesn't. Really. What we have now are agri businesses, yes. and they're no fucking place for children. No, no, they're not. No, that that is danger. I suppose that would be. It would be great to get back to that. Oh, hundred percent. You know where there is less mass intensive farming. You know, but again, as a society, you know, we don't help it as much like the, society drives this you know our consumption drives it yes you know so not really caring that our 
you know, 42 stack quarter pounder that we bought in, you know, some chain is contributing to huge mass farms, for example. Yeah, bother ecological anyone. disasters yeah. left, right and centre. Yeah. They global don't. warming, all the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're obviously on the same page on that one. <laughs> oh no, so we agreed. Are, you but know, what again? What I love about this platform that I've created is, like, at the minute now, I would imagine people are listening to us and going, "Fucking hell, this this is mad interesting. Chickens and pigs and diet, and this is mad." I'd love to get to a point in, let's say, ten years' time where conversations like this are far more normalised. Mm. Like, I'd love people to be listening to us and going, "Oh, not another episode about, or not another podcast about raising chickens." I have chickens. Yeah, yeah, have chickens. chickens yeah, 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 ten yeah, yeah. years, like, you know, <laughs> give me something new. Yeah, like. yeah. But it's 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 baby steps. It it's, is. It's, and it's everything's the same. Like you would hope, but I, you don't know what way it's going to go. Like you'd wonder how how much more can can it sustain you know how much more but like you would love to see it going back to more rural farms where you know it is a bit more to use the phrase like but organic you know what I mean like where less less on one piece of land and that farmers are getting paid for their value of their animal yes you know and that that's that's an issue as well is because yeah. because they're not getting the value of it you have to raise more to make money possibly I'm not a farmer I don't know the the ins and outs of it but that you know if 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 a farmer got paid more for one animal then and we as consumers it's the next issue we're willing to pay that yes then it could go backwards a bit maybe maybe again I don't know but as consumers we're we're the bigger issue we but drive the that, cost down and everything that's the like best if, thing though that we, the, the, the we idea the that we're, we're, we have the power we have control we do if you care I think people care they don't they don't no, I, you I th- put I in think people, you I think put in two steaks you put in two steaks into a shop Right, generally speaking, people will go for the cheaper one. Or two two items, one is cheaper than the other. How many people go out and specifically buy organic uh, meat? And look at the price difference. Very few. Like... But that doesn't mean they don't care. They don't, but... Yeah, they might not care. I think they do care. They might, but they're not willing to make the change or the sacrifice. Or, Or they care in the sense that... I care while I'm here looking at it. I and ju- I'm, I just, I'm, I'm a victim of it. Like, I, I, I do, I would have a, you know, a slight ethical, but I still drink milk, I still eat cheese, I will still have steak, I will still, but my proportion is, is greatly reduced to where it was previously. So, you know, I think if everyone can do that, there will be a change, you know. But somebody looks at a, an organic chicken breast, two of them, and at six euro, they can buy, you know, eight of them for the same price or less, four euro could be whatever it is. Yeah, but they there's, don't a, go, there's a marketing issue there more so than anything. Because we'll put it this way now. Again, I'm, I'm going to stretch this now. I'm, I'm playing with this, so bear with me. But you've got two, you've got two um, chickens that are ready to be brought home and cooked in the supermarket. One of them has a picture on the front of it of uh, uh, a factory, basically. Yeah. And the other one has a picture of a field. And one is basically the the, the evil factory farm, and one is but the that, more natural that's the farm. Way, if you look at organic chicken breasts. Yes. If you go to Super Value, for example, you look at organic super uh, breast chicken, it says organic on they're lovely and green, they look better. You look at the one that's not organic, that's mass produced, it's in a white, horrible orange packaging. They're two completely different things. They are, but they're not getting across. Like, one, one looks cheaper. One doesn't look less ethical. Yeah, if you look in the packs, they both look the same, you mean? To, to a large degree, yeah. yeah. One, one, looks, one looks expensive and one looks normal. I suppose that's, then that's how it's viewed. A, a nice simple analogy there would be, you know, your egg that you are now going to produce when you get eggs ne- or when you get chickens next week, 
uh, and the ones you buy in a shop on the outside they look exactly the same and the inside they're two totally different animals. oh absolutely yeah 100% you know? well, but how do you get that. that across yeah. on the packaging but you see I suppose the, the point that I'm striving to get to here is I, I think people do care I just don't think it's been sold to them I I would disagree I think I I, I don't think I think some people do and uh, I think that's some people like the easy decision would be there is like the next time you go into a shop don't buy a chicken fillet roll buy you know the chicken that's a proper chicken breast ah, but I like my chicken fillet roll you know yeah oh no no granted and look con- I, uh, convenience is what it's all about these yeah, days yeah but for, that, even from a convenience perspective I mean the same deli like to the left you have well let's call it <laughs> chicken breast yes that's cold or whatever you know what I mean it's also processed generally but you know one over the other there's a big possibility somebody's going to pick their chicken filler roll I think oh no without a doubt but I think again, but again over, over time like you have to look at these things and it's yeah. funny because it comes po- back to the po- same thing politically <laughs> we want chuck out that guy who's the Taoiseach and get in the next guy and he'll solve all our problems Th- that's it's the exact same phenomenon with the diet and with yeah. politics in general and just it's the same thing with everything it's the human experience but if we can get people into the mindset of that idea that we underestimate what we can do over a long period yeah, of time. Yeah. If we can get that into people full stop, not in relation to food, not in relation to politics, just get that idea into their head, yeah. then they'll realise that it's not a new fucking leader that we need. No. It's better people voted at grassroots level. It's better local councillors. And the idea being that if you actually voted for people who were genuine at local council level, in 10 years' time or 15 years' time, the pool of people that you can vote for, it'll be the barrel have been raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, like the way I see change politically in Ireland is, if anybody is saying that they can change anything within five years, red flag as far as I'm concerned. It needs to be a ten or a twenty or a thirty Long year. I suppose, again, you use the term. You're not not seeing the wood for the trees. Like you know, you're looking. People are there. <laughs> you know, yes. in front of the face. They only want what's now. You know. Um. But I think I think we can get that across to people. I don't think that's... It's not like... It's funny because people often underestimate their own intelligence. And people often underestimate the the nation's kind of intelligence. And yeah. they, might, they might be... You, like you, you could be forgiven for for thinking that, oh, you can't explain what you are talking about in this podcast to people. But these same people can understand the Premier League and they can yeah. understand yeah, that's they no, complex... Yeah. Like Game of Thrones is incredibly I'll, complex. I'll give you a... Again, look, this is a massive pluck out of the air kind of stuff. Go for it. But, in the sense, not to get too deep and delving into it, but the current situation we're in, right, with the global pandemic and bullshit and stuff like that, people are not seeing, like, so every second person, you oh, sure, this is bullshit. Look, we have to get our way back to our life. And I completely agree we do, but uh, people aren't seeing the long term. Like, you know, we've gone to a point now where everything is levelled off, right? So obviously everyone, is, people are still socialising, they're still grabbing in groups and the, the numbers are but the numbers are growing. But if everyone just took a step back for a second and said, hold on a second, we'll just all kind of cut back a little bit. Again, look, it's a broad, broad sweeping generalisation. If everyone did a little bit, like, the, not everyone, because a lot of people are, I, I suppose... Yeah, we're not seeing long term, we're seeing short term. And people are saying right now, you know, and they're right that we can't, you know, we can't do what we could do and I'm just getting back to normal and stuff like that. But those little small steps that people are taking are, are exasperating the problem. If we're going down the road of trying to cut numbers, if you know what I mean. 
Yeah. So I'm just that's it's probably not a great reference because I, I really don't like talking about the whole thing to be honest. But you know, <laughs> you brought it up. I know. Good. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> why did I start this? And then I had to keep going with it. You know. But I'm I'm, I'm using it as a sense of the wood for the trees. You know what I mean? Like people not seeing the where we need to be. Like everyone is going to give out. Everyone is going to give out on April 5th or whenever the fuck we have to have another poxy press conference about how we can't open up everything, you know, and what this, and I agree it can't keep going on, but, like, there's still people just being, you know, not helping the situation. I think a big problem is timelines, and I think these days we think kind of day-to-day and yeah. week and week that's to that. week at the most. But that's that's my point, and I'm I'm trying to make it you know a twenty year issue into like where we currently are at the minute is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? no. that's that's all. I don't I really fucking hate this whole thing. But, no, but uh, we don't. We, it's funny though because again, like what we were talking about in relation to kind of setting goals and incremental steps and all that, we can talk about COVID. And everything to do with COVID without talking about COVID itself. Because there's there's underlying principles, there's deeper principles at mm. play here that we can talk about. Because it's funny because I had a chat with Paul Jessen on the first video uh, episode that would be on YouTube. Off the lead YouTube channel, these <laughs> pricks. Like and subscribe and all that jazz. Um, but it's funny though because the way I started it was basically, and we're live, Podge, uh, I want to talk about COVID and I want to get that out of the way because I know too many people are talking about it, but I think we can come at it from a different angle and yeah. we took it from there. Within two and a half minutes, we'd gone on to something else yeah, and yeah, yeah. The, the three-hour conversation, it just left COVID for dead yeah. because deep down, none of us really want to fucking talk about it. No. You don't really, no. you brought it up yeah, and you don't and even don't want to fucking I'm, talk about exactly, it. Exactly, I'm just using it as a, an example of, of short-term versus long-term. It's a, and it's a perfect example. You know. like, it's, it's funny because these days, especially on corporate level, it's even worse. The only thing that on the corporate level that anybody cares about is the end of the quarter. Yeah. Like, you know, profits at the end of the quarter. But the... Sky is on fire. Profits at the end yeah. of the quarter. We worry about the sky being on fire in the next quarter. Yeah. And then the next quarter rolls in and it's like profits at the end of the quarter. And by doing that, like when you throw yourself back far enough to the time of the Egyptians, like they reckon it took them, they don't know how they did it, but they reckon it took them hundreds of years probably to build the pyramids, mm. let's say, okay, the, the ones at Giza, say hundreds of years to build these things. At a, at a minimum, decades. Imagine trying to get something off the ground now that was going to take a hundred years to finish. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it just wouldn't be entertained. I mean, no. it couldn't be entertained, and there's a major downside to that. Yeah, well, Children's Hospital is doing a good job of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> no joke. That will take a hundred years uh, to fucking build. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's but but we're in that that life now. You know, everything is on demand. You know what I mean? You don't have to. If you think it's something, I just Google it. You know, all you have to do is look up the internet and see. Like, you know, if you don't know the answer or something, y- you know, you just go straight on the internet. Yeah, we've outsourced our intelligence yeah. to a search engine. Yeah. Of other people's opinions, generally. Yeah, well, that's another thing that people don't generally understand. Like, they, they seem to think that, or I think arguably a lot of people, if not most people, think that Google is just Google. They don't realise that they use their Google. Yeah. And I use my, my Google. Google. Yeah. So, and that what you're typing in is, is an algorithm based on what you have been doing for fucking ages. Yes. And this is, an, again, that it's another issue in itself and another thing of, you know, you only... We spoke about it earlier, but, you, you know, you generally hang around people who are similar to you. Yes. You know, the same on Google. 
<laughs> oh, without a doubt, yeah. We all have. You're, a, you're looking up what you want to find out. Yes. You're not looking at a diversified opinion to it. Yes. You know what I mean. So maybe not all your friends are involved in sport. You're going to have a few who aren't involved in sport, or who are involved in a different sport, and that creates a bit of diversity. Yes. You know, you get to have a nice argument about how soccer's crap and about, <laughs> 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 you know, and that kind of stuff, and you know. Um, but yeah, Google is just literally what you're interested in and when you, what you want to find. Yeah, and it's the, it's the immediacy of it. And the, when you start typing something into Google, the fact that it, it brings up what you're thinking about is just another, you know, side, uh, an insight into how much it knows about you. Oh, yeah. You know. More than you do. More than you do, yeah, yeah. yeah. And That's scary, isn't it, when, you're, when your search engine knows you better than you know yourself. Yeah. But it's like the next time, just think of, and it's not that it's listening to your conversations. Well, it's, it's doing that, that too. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> it's based on, it's based on algorithms and algorithms and algorithms of previous search history of previous, you know, what you look up on Facebook, what you look up on Instagram, where you're going with stuff. You know, it's not, it's not that. I think I can't remember what I was listening or watching, but anyway, it basically knows more than you know. Like, oh yeah, no, it knows exactly. where you want to go, and that's just a credit to its algorithms, not so much that. You know, it's directly listening to your conversations all of the time, which it is. Which it is. But, do you know? I don't know. It's I think both. It's, huh? it's both. Like I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's harvesting your data from your every move, and it's listening to your conversations, and it's it's uh, yeah. going through your search history, and it's comparing you to millions, if not billions, of people around the world who are very who similar. Are to very you. similar to you. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And what they're searching and what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get off that train, people. <laughs> Expand your horizons and look for something different. But it's great. But again, but the likes of these conversations that go a long, long way into helping people just re- be aware of these things because mm. you're never going to address something that you're not aware of. Yeah. Do you know what kind of way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whether that be your chicken fillet roll or veganism or politics yeah. or any of the hundred things we've touched on. It about. comes back down to exactly the reason why you're doing this. It's because you want to learn. Yeah, deep, yeah, fundamentally, yeah, 100%. Yeah. You want to learn something about yourself or about something new or what it does, and it's the same thing. Same thing comes back to the exact same thing. You know, be willing to expand your horizons and not. And it comes down to, you know, stuff that was taught in the gym 10 years ago is not what's relevant now. You know, or stretching, for example. Stretching was the, you need to stretch every single day. Stretching's a load of crap, really, (laughs) unless it makes you feel good. Or foam rolling was a big one that came in massively a few years back, you know, and everyone was foam rolling. But all it did was like, you know, it might mask a bit of a pain, but you have an injury and you have an imbalance somewhere you need to address, you know, and that's, it's just that thing of, you know, things change, so educate yourself. I'm a fan, not so much of the foam roller, but of, of sitting on a schlitter. Yeah, yeah, and get into your piriformis. Probably, I couldn't name the muscle I'm I'm working on. Yeah. My piriformis. You are, so you're, you know, what do you do it for? Well, I if I don't do it, I get lower back pain. Okay, so, but if you, but it still I've, comes I've, back. I've been told I have a lazy glute. That's okay. what I've been told. Okay, but sitting on a ball is not going to fix that. Again, the terminology is probably a bit mad, but lazy glute. Well, yeah. So if you don't address that fundamental issue it's always going to be there and by sitting on the ball all you're doing is releasing the muscle that is uh, overworking perhaps again not knowing it fully that your glute isn't doing well it's funny though because you're saying I should pair back to see why is my glute lazy 
but I've already pared back from having lower back pain. No, I wouldn't say pare back. I would say uh, like strengthen. Start doing movements that are going to strengthen that area. Okay. No, no, not at all. Like that's and again, that's the one thing that cracks me up about people. As you go to a physio, you know what do they do? Ah, you know they rub me out. Do they give you any exercise to do? Or you know they hook me up to a machine and stuff. All right, do they give you any exercise to do to address the problem? No. It's like all right, they just want you to come back. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, if if you are not given something to address a problem, you know, like how is it going to be fixed? Like, do you know? Yeah, no, no, granted. 100%. And I'm not speaking specifically about you, but it, so often you get people who go to physios. And granted, people <laughs> sometimes just want a quick fix. You know what I mean? And they won't, <laughs> they're not willing to do the work anyway. So, you know, if, but if you have an underlying issue that's constantly there, like you've low back pain. So, you know, you'd be looking at your hip mobility, you know, seeing what way that is. And if your hip mobility is good, which I'd say it is in certain directions, knowing you, you'd be looking at, you know, sensors in the spine you'd be looking at your upper body mobility see how that moves because everything is your body's a chain from top to bottom yes. you click one link out of place it just slightly nudges something off and in the general population like you could be fine like you know, there's no right or wrong people can move around just fine but right now for you it's an issue so that's what I mean by foam rolling it will help for a little while but undoubtedly it's going to come back yeah you're, you're mopping up a burst pipe yeah so just fix like you need to address or start implementing things that might help it in the long run as opposed to just constantly sitting on a ball. Yeah. No, granted, no, absolutely, you know, yeah. That'd be... But it's, it's funny though, isn't it, how it's the exact same as, as everything else. It's, yes. it's it's addressing the fundamental issue. Yeah, yeah, rather than masking it, like I said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So instead of addressing the amount of, or instead of addressing why you're eating chocolate, you're going to give up chocolate. Yeah, like yeah. Giving up chocolate is the same as sitting on the ball. Yeah. To a degree. Like. Yeah, yeah, go, go back to the possibly the reasoning behind it or what yeah where it's coming from or not not to get too psychological into it but you know is it a habit is it something you just started doing and now you just need to like you know change that habit yes by changing the habit or hacking that habit to change it to something different will stop eating chocolate whereas if you just give it up you know there's more of a likelihood that the reason you did it in the first place will still be there yeah. And when you have your cup of tea at night, you're automatically going, my bar, my bar of chocolate, right, oh, I need a bar of chocolate, because that's what you've done forever. Yes. You know. But it's the, mad though, isn't it? Like, in a, for a lot of people, their idea of losing weight is essentially making themselves more hungry. Yeah. <laughs> when you think, when you phrase yeah. it like that, like, you know, yeah. I'm going to eat less to lose weight. Yeah. So you're going to be more hungry, so you eat less. Yeah, yeah. And which, generally speaking, it's, it's to the, to the extent as well, like I said, it's to the, the higher degree, like they really cut everything out. Yes. But again, it comes back down to it, like just this conversation of, you know, if something is really, really difficult, it must be good. Yes. You yeah, know. there is there is that, isn't there? Yeah. And I'm, and like again, we mentioned it the last time, I'm I'm not opposed to that. Like that's, that's just, it seems to be part of the human condition. And I say fucking capitalise on it. Don't say it's a bad thing and it shouldn't be there even though it's there. Yeah, but again, I suppose it's coming down to, like you said, learning from it or, or getting something from that. Yes. If your end goal is to get somewhere that's probably not going to make you happy in the first place, then it's not going to work. Yes, of course. Like that you will be happy at the end of it knowing that you've learned something from it. Yeah, but it's that idea of chasing, isn't it? Like, you know, constantly looking to be happy or to be successful. Yeah, to- not, and again, that, that comes down to, again, the I think the process. So many people forget about the process and put the effort into the process, but don't look at the end goal. And you know they, their their goal is where they want to be, but they don't look past that and say like you know okay I've done it and oh, now what? Yes. You know 
Like it generally happens with massive, like with long races, for example. People okay. do really, really long ones, like Ironman or you know, really long ultra stuff. The training it takes is years long. Like it could be a year, it could be two years. You know, but that's their end goal. They're not enjoying the process. They're not doing, you know the reason that they're doing it or you know and then they get to it and they do it and it's a sense of accomplishment but two years equated to one day yes and then after it there's this like what the fuck big f- drop off yeah of- because that was their end that was their life yes. you know what I mean whereas I would try to say to people who do these things like you know enjoy as much as possible the process it's going to be tough to get there but at the end of this you don't want to end up hating everything you did or, or regretting it basically or regretting it yeah because literally what you did was a massive achievement and it's huge and you should be incredibly proud of that but it shouldn't be your defining moment yeah it's not going to sustain you over a long yeah. time yeah like I remember like even the couple of fights that I had and a couple of marathons that I've ran like, it's great it was great it was fantastic at the mm. time and, and that lasted a certain amount of time but I mean, Jesus, if I was clutching onto those few achievements for the rest of my life, it'd be like, yeah. fuck. Yeah, it should be <laughs> It should be part of your process of life, maybe. I don't know. Like, you know, it should be something you want to do, you know, to to achieve it, yeah. But it shouldn't be the defining process. You know, sometimes people use them to get to a certain weight. You know what I mean? Like they use the marathon to, or they use the whatever, the training to get to a point as their reason to lose weight for example or yeah. a reason to get into fitness and then they get it done and then they realise that oh Jesus you know I'm not actually still happy about the whole situation yeah, I'm not so I didn't get to my goal weight now what do I have to do you know and then it just all implodes yeah. whereas if if it was a process if it was like oh, I'm going to do it because I want to do it I'm going to try and achieve it you know and then I'm going to move on Yeah, you know I'm going to be happy with what I did and then continue to go like I'm going to before I let you go I'm going to pull you not pull you up but I'm going to uh Bring up stretching again. Yeah. So, uh, past guest in front of the show, Pat O'Reilly, I mentioned in the yeah. last day you as well, has been running 10k every two days for, I don't know, fucking nearly two years now. Now, I've been on to him to say that originally I would have said, man, you need to be fucking stretching. Now, having listened to yourself and listened to him and done a small bit of uh, going down a rabbit hole on myself, I'd be inclined to agree that stretching isn't as important as I probably would have had it in my head that it is. But what should he be doing? Because from my point of view, I... Has he an issue? Sorry? Has he an issue? I don't think so. Well, then why? Well, then there's no issue. Well, you see, my fear there would be this. You're going along, no issue, everything's grand, then bang, something happens because... Yeah, like, realistically, he should be doing some sort of strength work, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Like, but again, in general, like, some people, again, he, he may never have an issue, like... He may never have. No, like, but I mean, somebody who smokes 60 fags a day may not get cancer. No, true. The, yeah, it should be a form of your life. Like, you should be looking to... And I don't mean, like, throwing weights around the gym. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not like that. It's not... You don't need to do that. It's just increasing... Now, I go back to stretching and saying that it is important if your sport requires you to be incredibly flexible. But you also need to I, have... There's, there's, so, for example, if you're in... if with, with MMA, you need to be mobile. You know what I mean? Like yes, You need very to be able so. to get through a, a range of motion. Yes. But if you're stretching for injury, that's my point behind stretching. Yes. Stretching for injury or stretching to prevent injury from running is counterproductive. Okay. It's, it's not found to be any... Or stretching before a match or stretching before a run. It hasn't... It doesn't show to have any benefits. But when I was coaching, when I was doing S&C with teams, I would also always say to people who always stretched, I would always give them time to do their stretch. 
because it mentally, if it made them feel better, then yes. it's better than you telling them that's a stupid thing to do. Yes. What are you doing that for? That's and dumb. They go out and, and then they feel they feel like yes. they haven't done their stretch and that their hamstring is tight, and then they're 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 not giving it everything. So there is there's a psychology to it as well. Oh no, of course. Like to to, to keep with Padder as the example, he could be running ten k every second day, and he could do that for ten years. And happy days, everything's yeah, grand. Yeah. But then I say to him, I get in his ear and I go, Oh, Padder, one of these days something's going to go bang. Yeah, yeah. That could nearly. Derail. Give him an injury, yeah, yeah, because you know he's running along and he's thinking, oh fuck, oh fuck, am I stepping right? Am I doing this? Am exactly. I doing that? And all of a sudden it becomes oh, my conscious. Shoulders are up. My shoulders are down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, like unless you know, you should. Yeah, you should be doing some sort of range of movement, movement drills. You know, especially if your life is, you know, I don't know what he does, but if it doesn't in- include a range of moves, there's no wrong or right way to sit like I'm sitting slouched you're sitting tall it's not right or wrong but if we did it all day every day you yes. know what I mean it, it might not be ideal same as if you sat up tall all day every day you know and not got into certain yeah if you, if you had perfect posture all the time you're going to have back issues <laughs> yeah like yeah <laughs> you know I mean? like walking around like a stiff pole going how are you getting on that's grand you know like there's no right or wrong uh, yeah you want to try and address things before they happen but uh you know, it's 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 more strength as the, and I'm not talking about deadlifting 900 kilos. Like, yes, um, it's it's. I suppose an easy way to to show it would be the next time you're at home is lie onto your back, lie straight down, and lift your leg as high as you can. So lift right through and see how dead vertical you can get one leg while pushing the other leg against the ground. Then relax and get someone to push it right back as far as you can. You know, you have a lot of flexibility possibly, but you don't have the strength to pull a leg through a full yeah, range of motion. The, the difference between flexibility and mobility. And mobility, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that, that'd be it. Like, you know, if you don't have strength through a good range of motion, again, not coming down to you, you don't need to be a gymnast. You don't need to be able to hang from a bar and without swing and touch your toes off the top of it. But you should be able to actively, you know, flex your hip and actively do a hip extension, for example, like, hip bridge if you're coming down to it you should be able to do those things yes and if you can't then you're probably more susceptible to injury yes you know that's that's basically it yeah yeah. no I'm glad I got that out of the way so Pater if you're listening because I know you are do some fucking strength work you bollocks yeah again it's not it's not loads like five minutes five minutes of it before and after a run or you know probably go a long way like simple hip extensions or you know stuff like that bodyweight squats the split squats probably better because they're single leg but Replicating the movement. Yeah, no, 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 fair, fair play. Yeah. And come here, anybody who's interested, give us your social media handles and the website and whatever so, else. So, at Bernard Smith One is Instagram, Ultimate Conditioning is Facebook, and www.ultimateconditioning.ie is website. And yeah, if you want to drop me an email or DM, whatever, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you want, you can grab me there if you have any questions on what we spoke about today. 100% absolutely Cheers, natural but it was a pleasure I, I can be supported if you're enjoying these conversations on www.patreon.com forward slash off the lead and contacted directly on the whatsapp number 089 <laughs> <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure and on that note I'll yeah. chat to you soon talk to you